Mama. Mama. We made it. What it, what it, what it do, Ladies and gentlemen, let me just tell you, we had James Brown serenading us as we just ate grilled chicken, a Mexican feast. Taking shots of it's salsa. It's your boy, Nushi. We got my brother, Roushi, with us. Woo! And an extra special, extraterrestrial guest, Mr. David Sebastian with us. What it do with it? David Sebastian <laughs> in the building! What's up? That's it's a, a damn audience. pleasure to have He's you in honor. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm actually... You know, in, in, in doing these and, and kind of like being able to truly, you know, walk with people while in their shoes type mm-hmm. of scenario through right. the journey, um, there's such a love and affection for form and path and how, you know, said people grew and became in their journey. Right. Um, and you... You are one of those people that, you know, from the, I feel like our paths have always like just dibble dabble cross, but in my eyes, you've always had such an enigmatic personality uh, and character and just kind of just an unwavering value in, in, in your being. And it's always shined so bright to me. So I'm completely honored to be able to walk through this journey with you. Thank you know, you. whether we're walking you. forward or we moonwalking the whole way, like it's Thank just you. it's one of those movements. As long as we move, movement. Believe that. So where did it all start? Take take me to take me to where you came swinging out the womb. Hmm, where did it all start? Start in L.A. L.A. It started in uh, Cedar Sinai Hospital. Uh. Shout out. Seventh floor, seven a.m. April seventh. Wow. wow. Right. And I was I was out, man. I was kicking. My mom was actually, my mom was supposed to name me Jason. Mm. So for like a year, while she had me, Jason was the name, right? And she was giving birth to me, and she was holding her Bible because my mom's a Christian woman, you know. And she mm-hmm. was just like holding on to that Bible, and it dropped, and it landed on David and Goliath. Wow! So literally, as I'm out, she's like David, you know. So that's how wow. I, that's how I got to David. Yeah, that's. So that's incredible, dude. Los Angeles, grew up. We lived in Koreatown, mm. off like Mariposa and like Beverly or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, man, just had a cool upbringing. Skateboarded. I was a loner, you know, like a, a real loner. So How so? I didn't really have friends, man. I, I like I I just I would stay in the house and I would just draw. <clears throat> I would just draw. I would. Mm. I love comics. I was just like, you know, like really in my head, you know? I don't know why. Was it like some, I don't know. Sometimes, you know, we are what we afflict on. Like if we're not really nerds, we just kind of perceive ourselves that way. Absolutely. So that, that the world kind of gives us that yeah. experience. Mm. So I don't know if that's what I was doing, but Interesting. looking back, like retrospectively. Absolutely. But yeah, man, I just didn't really have friends. I was just a fucking weird ass artist kid who just... Was it one of those things where you just didn't like the world of academia also as well as kind of just like um I've always kind of been anti school in the sense that like you know what I, I can't be politically correct so yeah. I'm just going I'm just going to fucking feel I mean since 
elementary. I skipped three grades, so I didn't go to first. Really, I didn't go to second. I went into third. I was a, I was like a smart, like one of them weird ass smart kids. So from know? like kindergarten to third, kindergarten to third That's grade, a, th- dude. Really, imagine you're like five years old at the time. It was a weird journey. That's but, crazy. <laughs> I feel you take us through this. <laughs> but the point is, is um, I never really liked the shit they were teaching me. Like I understood you at that time. Like they're teaching you basics because you have to grow. But it's just I don't like how you can take. 50 people or 40 kids, right? And think that you're properly going to educate them or nurture their creative capacity. You know what I mean? By and talking to all, like, it's the same. The, the same, right? It's like trying to teach an elephant to do something, like trying to teach a mouse to do something an elephant can. It's, I feel it, you on that. You feel me? Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's kind of why I didn't really do good in school. Like, I failed my art class. Like, I tell my friends that, like, I failed my art class. Wow. Was it an issue for you being hella young? Like, do you think that also had something to do with just, like, the aspect of being to yourself? Yeah, yeah. Or being, like, misunderstood. I had mad, like, identity issues because my mom's black, my father's Jewish. You know, I was going through shit because, like, he wouldn't... um, he wouldn't really take responsibility for me as his child because mm. I was half black and he was like trying to be a rabbi and it was like it was all so I was like just really <laughs> yeah. wait 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 this is shout out Roushi it's just it's, it's just that's so interesting because like you're his son right right but you know he he had a synagogue right off of uh, like Pico in like Shenandoah you know that yeah it's yeah actually not too far from here yeah. Um, rest his soul he died last year mm-hmm. in Israel you know mm-hmm. um, but honestly for me it's all a part of the movie absolutely I, mean, I love it you know I love it I love that God gave me such an inst- interesting backstory you feel me like for sure at this point but when I was a kid I didn't really see it that way you never we never do right you know what I'm saying like until we're able to look back on it right what so, was it about comics and uh, just escapism first time i ever seen my father one of maybe like six seven times or something first thing he grabbed a um you remember those markers that used to smell like uh yes oh, yes uh, yes yeah, the yeah. scented yeah. joints for the sure joints, yes right yeah. they're like thick and yes like, they was like they yes so he pulled out one of those and drew the batmobile in like fucking 20 seconds like literally 20 seconds i never like it was just like wild Never gave me an art lesson. Like, and he was he was a famous painter. Before he got into Judaism, he mm. was like he had artwork in the White House. He had like he was wow. he was an esteemed painter getting like bank, you know? So just seeing it as a kid, I don't know if like it was in like bedded in me, but like actually damn. Thinking about it now, like I draw like if you've seen me draw, like yeah. I paint pretty fucking fast. It's I was like, actually thinking about it, like even watching clips of you paint, I'm like, wow, that looks very similar to how you just described that. Right? Interesting. And like that flow. Hold on, hold on. Okay. So we're on this podcast, right? And we say we're gonna get into it, right? Yeah. Take, off my take the jacket off. Take the jacket off. off. So I'll tell you a weird ass story. Let's go. Let's go. Seven and my father. And it's my first acid trip, right? First acid trip. This is gonna fuck you up. <laughs> Let's get it. Okay. We're, in, we're in the seventh minute right now, just I to let you know. I love we, that. Just that, to let you know. We're on the seventh in Yeah. Okay, it's that serious. Absolutely it is. For real. Okay, so peep this. So it's my first time doing acid, right? And I'm in the car with my three homegirls. And this one girl I was like kind of dating at the time. 
but they were being mad fucking annoying. Yeah. And someone told me, if you're going to be on an acid trip, you got to be around good energy or Absolutely. you're going to be fucked off. You know? So I'm like, yo, stop. Stop the car. <laughs> I got to go. And they're like, what? I'm like, no, nah, I got to go. So I just get out. I was downtown. They leave. And I'm like, now I'm just like, I'm journeying down the street. And I get to L.A. Cafe. This girl pulls up on a bike. She hops off and she kind of hits me. And I'm like, damn, like, damn, you know what I mean? She was a delivery girl for LA Cafe. So she gets off her bike and she just starts singing like in her way. But her voice was like incredible. I was like, what? What is it? So I'm like, I tap her on the shoulder and I'm like, uh, <laughs> I'm like, yo, you kind of hit me, whatever. Like, but your voice is amazing. It's like, what's your name? She's like, my name's Seven. It's like, okay, cool. So I'm like, yeah, man, I'm like, it's my first time on acid. I'm just exploring the world right now. Like, you know, whatever. And she's just like, well, I get off in like an hour and you should let me like be your guide. Like, I would love to give you an experience. Mm. So I'm like, okay, sounds cool. She goes into work. I go to the, um, what do you call that? Staples Center. But what do you call the, uh, right next to it? Convention Center? Uh, not in the kitchen, uh, on the other uh, side, the. LA Live. LA Live. I went to LA Live and they had the big Christmas tree and I remember laying underneath the Christmas tree. Wow. On acid, looking up like it was like crazy, right? <laughs> so an hour later, I kid you not, this is gonna get really, really weird. I like, feel you. So hour and a half, I don't even know. I was just laying down. She comes and comes inside the fucking Christmas tree. Now that's at least half a mile away. I don't know how she knows in the Christmas tree. She's like, let's go. So we go. And since she died, I don't want to get her fired. I Fuck. I can't. I'm, you know what? Long story short. So let me peep this, peep this. She has all the codes and she has all the, because she does delivery. You know, that's, that's what you got. So she's like, I'm just going to take you around. So like, you ever see the Matrix? Yeah, absolutely. The second Matrix, you know, the little Asian dude with the keys? Was yes. like, take. She was taking me through shit like, like Johnny Deck, crazy shit, just places. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Like, am I, am I like, am I really tripping? Like underground, like it was just, it was dope. We end up at seven 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 Hope Street on the seventh floor. It's the morning. This is gonna, this is really gonna blow. Like this blue, like when this happened. Okay, let me just keep going. So look, <laughs> yeah, seven 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 Hope Street. <laughs> we walking up the stairs we we end on the floor we go out to the fire escape i sit down she's behind me she's just whispering she's like it's my time to go just leaves just leaves so like now i'm like on this fire escape just sitting down the sun is going like opening up and i'm like at the peak of my like whatever i'm on you know yeah. and i'll never forget it i was like I was wearing some Air Maxes, <laughs> and it was—I was—it was just like it was just the most beautiful moment. And I remember I put on my headphones, and the first song that came on was Biggie and Puff Daddy's uh, "I'm Coming," like I'm a, and a fucking plane, like in a movie, like a plane, like damn near went over the building, like, and I'm. I'm so happy that I'm like, I literally dance every floor down. Yes. Every floor down. Yes. I'm like, wow. Right? Yeah. 
But the thing that catapulted me dancing is like, cause I, I get up and I and I'm like I'm, I'm like feeling it. I look around, and you already know what floor I'm on. Seven, dude. It gets worse. I go downstairs. <laughs> I go fucking downstairs, and there's artwork on all the walls. My last name, my real last name, is Miklotsky. Wow. Miklotsky. So tell me why I see Miklotsky signature on the walls. On the walls. The paintings are like of the brain. Like I like this like cause later on when my father had me, his his painting style was like like shit you could see in the White House, like beautiful, like floral paintings, like it's like very like traditional. Rembrandt, traditional, yeah. whatever. But this shit was like of the brain and the mind is a computer and all this like crazy abstract shit, which I later learned from my uncle who lives in Israel that before my father got into Judaism, he was on some like radical shit. Wow. Oh, wow. It gets I better. see this. And now I'm just like, what is life? What is this? What is this movie? What am I? What is going on? You know, like I was in tears. I walk outside. Kid you not. I get to Seventh and Hope, and there's this homeless dude walking across the street, one leg. The like, you know, there's different levels of fucking. Like yeah. he was on his last leg. No pun in fucking ten. Wow. Bro. On his last leg, and I hugged him. I grabbed him. I I was so happy. I was so happy. Like I just wanted to hug him. Yeah. <laughs> Swear to God on my life, may strike me dead. I said, "What's your fucking name?" Seven. Stop. I swear to God. Stop. Swear to God. <sighs> swear to God. That's why when you said the seven fifty-seven, I was like, "Oh shit!" Wow. That number is with me. With me. Crazy, right? <laughs> Big time crazy. Yeah, so. That's Seven. Freaky. That's freaky, <laughs> man. That's freaky. <laughs> it's, but, from, it's a, but it's amazing, though. From birth. Yeah. It's been following you. Since birth. Was it always something prominent that you always just like... Not like during like my childhood. Okay. But I would say as of the last maybe like couple years it's like crazy mm. like i'll be going to the studio i could like i just know i just it's just everywhere now <sighs> and i feel like it's it's i know it's the universe i know it's it's god probably communicating with me and you know like everything is so perfect right now like even this setup even po- look look behind you yeah, look at that Pac shit is with us. looking at me but it's even crazy i've been studying him so much shout out to my guy tracy mills who was like Yo, listen, you got to dial into Pac. Like, we all love Pac. We yeah. all know Pac. But, like, if you really dial into him. Absolutely. It's like, it's like fucking Mandela, Malcolm X, yeah. Ma- Malcolm, mm. like, everyone. All of them put together. Put together. And so, you listen back to that then, and yeah. he's speaking to us now. now. Right. You got In every single way possible. Right. Right. So he he... I don't even think I, I, I mean, who knows, but he, for me, he is the, he's the ceiling for me. You know, I would like, I I don't even, it's not even about record sales. It's not about selling art for me anymore. It's not even about selling clothes. It's about changing collective consciousness Mm -hmm. in a mass way, Mm -hmm. you know, like really. And when I say change, it's not even about change. It's like. 
I just feel like there's certain things that I know or I feel that if I could just tell that young brother in the hood who really who's idolizing some of these dumb mother you know some of these people who who he's growing up to try to be like yeah if I could just talk to him and show him the brick wall that he's creating for himself yeah then that's everything for me mm. that's everything so music art fashion all of those things are just tools they're just utensils that God gave me to be able to illustrate how I feel mm. you know so I want to take it back to your consciousness kind of growing. Um, and, you know, the artsy loner that, you know, is also dealing with, it, it's so crazy to me, the dichotomy, like Jewish father who at that time was going through a change in and of his own. Right. And with that came his own sacrifice, which had to be for him in his mind, yeah. his son. Um, his, yeah. And for like it to just be evident that, you know, even though, even though he may not have been in your life as a present father, right. if you will, that there's so much of who he was and how he was in terms of just like craft right. and and being that. Sometimes people are more effective in their absence. Mm. Wow, that's Facts. a powerful statement. Facts. Quote me on that one. I'm gonna sure. write, write that Should one. We, I mean, it's here. No, that's a great perspective. Trademark. To have. <laughs> <laughs> Put no. it on a shirt. No. <laughs> no, but seriously, like for you real, really though. Think about that. For real. No, it, it's an interesting perspective because um, you look at uh, the absence of someone only as a negative thing. Often, right? Mm -hmm. How did that negatively impact you? You know, oh, uh, you know, I was lost because I didn't have this person, or this part was neglected. But when you hit it from that perspective and turn it into a positive thing, it, it shifts the whole mind behind it. Right, right. I I just think that mentality, like getting out your own way, like I wish I had that perspective when I was seven because I'd, I'd be a trillionaire by now because I would have been like, oh, dad, no, no, but this, blah, blah, okay, cool, I'm on. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So when you were younger, did it, um, when you were a kid, did mm -hmm. that affect you like that? <clears throat> I don't want to say it affected me. I wasn't the kid at home crying because, like, he didn't have his father. Mm -hmm. I was actually doing, like, the exact opposite, trying to do more than I should to, like, maybe even overcompensate for that. But, I mean, it doesn't even really affect me to this day because, like, in the sense that you can't mourn or you can't – I can't attach a feeling to him. So it's like you can't mm, really – you feel me? I can't yeah. attach a feeling. It's not like I had him for a period, then he left. It's mm. more of a thought. It's more a of a thought, right? It's, mm. it's more of an idea. Mm. And and this is going to sound fucked up, but for most of my life, I just wanted to get great enough to, like, just shit on him. To the, really – because, like, my mom is, like, such a great woman, you know? Yeah. And just – what he left her to do, like, I was just like, yo, I'm going to get, but that was the old me thinking. Completely different thought pattern now. Like, I wanted to do that, but then I had to realize that it's all karma. It's Absolutely. all cyclical. It's mm. all it's all that. Like, God didn't put me in this position to do this to stun on nobody. That's like, that, that's not even the point. If anything, I would have tried to help him or try to understand him. Like, he died in a very, like, talk about karma. He died blind. Couldn't fucking, like, he was in the worst shape ever, wow. ever, and alone, <laughs> alone. Mm. I, I kind of want to go into this. Shit gets deep, man. Uh, I, yeah, I, absolutely. This is already like my favorite interview, like 
thus far. I love it. I love it. And thank you for going there with us. Why not? Because we're about to keep ascending, bro. I ain't got shit to lose. <laughs> you damn it. right. There we go. You damn right. I want to get into to just because thinking about the absence of your father, two points. One, one I'm just going to bring up like, yeah, it wasn't a thought, but the fact that you had this like, I'm going to shit on him kind of mentality just as a youth, right. which is very like just that's a common thing. You just, right. But how did that shape the relationship you had with your mom? Um, My mom is, is a strong black woman, right? So mm-hmm. she like she. I grew up in the church. I grew up with principles. She beat my ass. She taught me things, you know. So I think she never wanted to let his absence, um, like, really, for me to really feel that. So she Absolutely. always over, over-loved me, you mm. know. She over-loved me. And I know some of you guys out there thinking, like, over-love. You can love someone a, a lot, Absolutely. you know. And I appreciate it to death. I love you, Mom. If you're listening to this, I love you to death. But was it a coddle love? Um, what's what's that coddle? Just like overly, just like kind of baby. Know, it's I okay, guess. like yeah. my little baby, my little prince. Or was it more of like, look, I'm not gonna let you feel this way. I'm gonna let you know that even in absence, you're full. Really, what she did is put a, a fucking paintbrush in my hand. Really. <laughs> she put a paintbrush in my hand. She put me, took me to karate. Like, like just it. gave me what Love I, it. you know what I mean? Because yeah. like where I'm from, especially at that part, I went to like Belmont. I went to like a lot of, they didn't have any art programs. Mm-hmm. They didn't have any of that shit. Especially not someone to nurture like what I was on, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, I take, I take this back. I went to Pio Pico and the person single-handedly, Miss Chopper, I don't know. Miss Sometimes Miss Chopper. Sometimes I wonder if she knows what the fuck I'm doing now because <laughs> Miss Chopper, she was um, my third grade, like the first, like thir- first time in like a real school, and she told me like she gave me a book on Picasso, she gave me a book on Goya, on Michelangelo, and they would have all these like nude, you know, figurative drawings and stuff like that. So I would come back to school and I'd be drawing just like naked girls all the time. Like I would just be drawing naked, like just naked bodies, and I would it, I end up getting suspended. Wow. They would take my art. They would like it was so fucked up. So even at in third grade, I felt like I was getting censored, man. I feel you. I was like, damn it. She gonna give me this beautiful ass book and I'm trying to replicate this and y'all susp- y'all gonna suspend me. That's crazy. Wow. Cause you're also doing it just like yeah, literally that, just as a beautiful like figure of body. Right. Right. So there's I nothing sexual there for right. you, no, especially as a third grader. Third, third grader, no. Like, like for yeah. Real. yeah. No. No. It was. It was just pure off of just. We have a deviant well, that's being. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was, just, there was. There was nothing. It's in wild a, though. Yeah. Not even say it's just nothing inappropriate about that. Listen, I spent most of my elementary in a corner, like on timeout. Go, go go to the corner. Really. Go to the corner. Oh, put your hand out. Go to the principal's office. I would just sit in the principal's office. I went to so many schools. Like It's a trip to me to think of just this concept in that you jumped grades. So <laughs> in especially in this world of academia where, yeah. you know, as you said earlier, it's you, you can't it's really hard to think that the same type of speaking or right. teaching to a group of even 30 kids is right. going to affect them all the same way. No. But there's also a self-fulfilling prophecy that's at hand in our world of academia, like the kids that test higher right. and the kids that show a little more promise. But even, are, even that's that's fucked up because what ex- is- no, but exactly. And the craziest shit for me is is that they knew 
you had a gift. Like right. at the end of the day, a, a mind that works in that way. Like for me, it's crazy. The the teachers wanted to to bump me up a grade because they were like, he's bored, right? And he's causing trouble. Right. <laughs> we should we could either put him on Ritalin, which or, they put me on. We'll talk about that. Picture. Or or we skip him a grade. And my parents literally were like, <laughs> okay, for the for the first portion, the latter. No, you're not going to put him on shit. Right. And if you do, I will sue the shit out of the school. And secondly, you're not moving him a grade. He already has his friends. Yeah. It's crazy that they had the wherewithal as parents to do that. But like, I love that. It's wild in the conundrum of, of like academia in yeah. that it's just like, how do we put a patch on what we feel is a problem? Yeah, it's like if you're not in the box, then you're fucking way out yeah. of the problem. Bro, listen, listen. Ritalin? I was literally like the the nurse called my mom. My mom like my mom has these famous stories that she wants to tell all of her friends and all of my fucking <laughs> friends. Like I was a fucking robot. I was like, uh, Stop. My name. like for, I was literally a robot. They thought something was fucking wrong with me, and it's super fucked up to think that anyone who wants to draw outside the lines, because that's really what I would do. Literally. That's why I would fail my art literally. class. I want you to draw inside. I want you to draw inside this thing, and I'd just be drawing all outside that shit. Because who the fuck are you to tell me what this line? Like what? Absolutely. That's why I don't get the concept of art school. Like you can teach art theory, you can teach art history, you can teach all that, but to teach someone how to fucking you know to, because how can I say this? I've always found beauty in abstraction, right? Because not to say it's easy, but coming from an artist, I'm an artist. Like I can draw something exactly how it is. Absolutely. It takes talent, it takes skill, yeah. but I can do it. You can do it if you train yourself. Anyone can draw something exactly how it is if they train themselves and they're not afraid to do it. And repeat. And, and repeat, repeat it and, and repeat. repeat it. There's so many ways you can do it. But no one can replicate abstraction. Mm. <sighs> yeah. Fucking fact. <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolute you can't you can't replicate Picasso. Mm. <laughs> so, um, I, I've just always had an abstract mind, and I guess whatever. You Damn, know? you saying that just makes me think like abstraction is literally the only form of originality of, that exists. I would exactly like when you when, literally when you said you can't, I was like, wait, you can't on. replicate Picasso because it's like, oh, that's that's basically you're just copying Picasso because it's so, so original. original, it's exactly. so original and wow. unique. It's one of a kind. It's like, yeah, I mean, yeah. That's a fucking bar. And that's why people like when people like I've heard have people steal like some of my ideas or do and people be like, I saw your work or I saw that the reason why it resonates with them because you can't replicate me. And if you do, it's me. Mm. Mm. That's why I be drawing fast. Like, I don't know where it's coming from, but it's just coming. It's an extension. Absolutely. You know, and for all the artists out there, I want to say something to all the artists who are listening. Speak to them. You do listen um, that. The only thing holding you back from being Michelangelo or Picasso or Basquiat or whatever is your own fear of not being good enough as an artist, of not wanting to make mistakes, of holding an eraser in your hands. I've never held an eraser in my life. (sighs) Fuck an eraser. Yeah. (laughs) For real. Yeah. (laughs) I need to put that in a bar, right? For real. All right, we got to give Roushi a moment of silence real quick. Hold on. Fucking eraser. God, just how liberating that statement is. For real, though. How liberating that is. I mean, look, I, I get if you're trying to go for something, right? Right. You know, if, you, if you're, you're trying to master a technique or you're trying to go for something, I get it. But 
the second you say that, it's like, yeah, it's art, blank canvas. You can literally do whatever you want and none of it's wrong. It just and is. None of it's wrong. There's no wrong move. It's crazy because it's hard to view these things as masterpieces in the moment right. when we attach such a weight and a value to the thought of this invisible what if. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that what if is always going to change. But that, even that, what, even that what if is a masterpiece. If I, right there in your living room, gave you a 10 foot by 10 foot canvas yeah. and in white, it just said what if. Mm. It's a masterpiece. That's a masterpiece. fucking masterpiece. That's another fucking thing about art is it doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't fucking matter. You're right. I've sold artwork on a tissue paper. <laughs> I've sold shit that I've because it doesn't matter. In, in, in the sense that it's like. Did it matter to you as a kid? And from the from the standpoint of not even speaking on matter, right? right? But I'm actually curious as to your attachment with expression in and of itself right. at such a young age, right? right? It was like you were defiant, but at the same time, you had a rhyme to your own reason. Right, right, right. Right? I, and, you were, and you were damn inquisitive about it to be able to, to continue doing so and playing within that mold and not letting it break you I mean, naturally, it may or may not have, but just the, the thought of the anti-establishment, if you will, right. that thought early when it came to art, right? right? Because the, the, to be able to express oneself is such a vulnerable task, right? And, you know, some people bend the rules or don't follow the rules for the sake of uh, rebelling, right? Right. Um, and it seems like in your path, it was far more inquisitive in terms of why am I not allowed to do this or why is this wrong? And right. Which ultimately got to fuck you guys. I'm going to do what I want right. to do. Right. Did you start to realize that attachment with, with art and expression from a really early age, like f from that time period? Yeah, for sure. I was like doing my own comic books I, I did this comic book called boom man and uh he was fighting conventionality like he was shut like, the fuck out i swear I he was like <laughs> he was yeah. fucking boom man i may boom bring that man. dude bring may bring him back but yeah and people who really like there's not too many people who i know from third grade but i ran into one actually at whole foods my my guy and he's like my brother remembers boom man it, wow. was, it was a flex like but like everybody in the school was geek because i would just be drawn what bull man looked like he was black it was he was a brother <laughs> man but he was like i may draw him i i, I, I may draw him for y'all but okay yeah man boom man yeah but I, I think it was just more or less like <clears throat> i don't know what was inside of me that didn't want to feel like i was in a cage in a mm. box i didn't want to feel i wanted i just wanted to be free mm -hmm. that's it that's all i really wanted and my environment wouldn't allow me to be free. Take us through that a little bit. I mean, my environment, my I couldn't, I, you know, there, there's certain parts around where I grew up at. People were getting stabbed. People were getting killed. My family lived in, like, you know what I mean? Like, there's a certain discomfort that you grow up with when you just live in an impoverished situation. Mm, you know, like, 
growing up, I was in a small fucking apartment, you know, like I never forget one time, like, you know, how when you're a kid, you're so sensitive. So you don't really look at certain things as bad. So like, if you see a roach or you see a fuck, you don't really look at it like, Oh shit, we yeah. broke. You're just like, Oh, there's a fucking, yeah. Cause you don't attach that much more. Yeah. To you it. don't attach that much to it or attach the idea to it. So I was just more. Yeah, man. Like, you won't let me grow. So when I go to this place called school, I want to gl- I want to grow. I want to flourish. Mm-hmm. I want to take all these ideas that I have and I want to build things. Why aren't you teaching me how to build things? Why? Oh, why are you? T- I don't believe that. Oh, yeah, this Columbus deal. What? What is this true? Like as a kid, I was wondering. Like, wow. I don't know if this shit is real. Wow, you were so you were like challenging. I was. Ch- that's why I would get in trouble for challenging. Absolutely. Because if if you're a t te- you're the teacher and you're telling me this is true. They want you to do one thing, which is pretty much say, okay, oh, yeah, all right. I'm supposed just, to believe yeah, you. I'm supposed to believe you? Yeah. yeah. To. Tell me why, you know? And as I've gotten older, I've realized that damn near everything I grew up learning it was bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For like, real. Damn, my motherfuckers was really feeding me bullshit. Very For watered real. down. Like, let's just yeah. structure it all right. for you. Right. right. On a timeline. Yeah. Right. When we think it's okay for you. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, just... Keep on saying yes. Be good at your tests. And you know yeah. the fucked up thing about it is, it it wasn't even really the teacher's fault because they believed it. I feel you. <laughs> Thinking about it, yeah, they really believed that the shit. You know what I mean? Or yeah. and if they didn't, then that's super malicious it's, to be it, like, it, hey, we're gonna. You know what I mean? It's crazy to think about it because, like, you know, the, there's some students that are run of the mill, like they could be absent, and you'd never know, right. right? And then there's others that like are vocal just because they're lashing out due to insecurities. You could tell. It's just like it takes a different form. Right. You know what I'm 100%. saying? Like in this whole process. That turned me into a hustler though. Like by fifth grade, I was getting expelled for like hustling Pokemon cards and shit. Like I was like, I started, that's how I started painting. I'll be painting people's. I was like fifth, sixth grade, like little hustler. They really. Miss Doty, you have to come down to the principal's office. He has a backpack full of money in Pokemon cards. <laughs> For real? Wait, wait. How, how did you shift to the to the hustler though? Like, what 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 was the catalyst for that shift? And Doug, we talking about third to the fifth grade here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't. Let, you know, let, I don't even. Maybe. I want to talk about this hot Cheeto glow up one time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, straight the fuck up. Yeah. Well, I love Pokemon. I love Pokemon cards. And Pokemon, I, like. Blew up, yeah, it blew up at that time. So like, it was the shit. It had all the holographics, Charizards, and all that shit. And um, I don't know, man. I think I just I wasn't even really doing it for the money. I think I was kind of just doing it because I was bored. Yeah, like fuck. If I can't do this, might as well make some money. You know? Did 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 the feeling of that want kind of like did that? I I don't want to say bug bite you, but like did did that like did what you got received from you know, people like buying the shit, doing yeah. this, that, and the other, or just like the art of the hustle. Did it give you a sort could've of flame? Could have been that. Could have been a, multi- a multitude of things. I mean, I don't know. I would say Jay Z kind of had a little influence on this because the first record my mom ever brought me at this Fox Hills Mall was the Jay Z Blueprint out. No, no, no. Gift in the Curse. Gift in the Curse. And. Around that time, I was like, man, this shit is tight. You know, like, I want this shit. So, yeah, I remember that was kind of feeding into it. So it was just a, it was just a bunch of things, man. I just yeah. 
school school just became one long adventure because Word. eventually I started getting kicked out for dumb shit. Then at that point when I would just go to another school and just get passed off and the curriculum was the same and all that, I would just start it would just start becoming fun. Like I went to Gardena High School and and by by no way am I glamorizing any of this. Whoever's listening, like it's not cool to to like not give a fuck, but like I'm just a very adventurous soul. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And I feel like it, it gives it more, val- I guess, more connotation in when you're diving through what that meant to you at that time. Right, right. right? It's not like, yo, you know, fuck school, we out. Like, you know well, what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, it's... Because it, everybody's different. Yeah. Yeah, everybody. And you think of, like, kids getting kicked out of school as bad kids. Right. But not once in, as you're explaining your, your story, have I associated you with bad. It, it bad, right? With bad. Or, like, no, you're not fighting. You're not, like... You know, doing just like bad. Dis- yeah, not just doing shit. fucked up shit. And yeah. and the kids who are fighting though, that doesn't make them bad because no, a lot sure, of the time sure. they're a product of their environment. They're, sure. they're, you know what I mean? It's so many different yeah. differentials. But my goal, like my life goal, like is I'm gonna start. It's gonna be boutique at first, but then I'm gonna grow it. Like I want to start a school, a school for unconventional thought, and I want there to be no age group, and I want everyone to kind of pick their own destiny. Mm. And people have to teach it. Like, like it, 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 I have all these ideas on. It. I don't yeah. even want to delve into that. But like, I definitely want to do it because the educational system has to be changed. Absolutely, I agree. Right now, it's at an all time low, bro. Even college level, college level school. The idea of school, uh, the world of academia in academia general. Academia in general. The way they see the thing is, is in the fifties. The way school is set up, right, if you look at the tables, if you look at the setup, right, it's it's to set you up to be on that chopping block, to turn you into a worker, to turn you, like, like yeah. really, raise your follow hand. Follow the leader. Follow the leader, right? Absolutely. So, in a way, that's beneficial for some people, but I don't think the purpose for school really is to... Um, help people find freedom with them themselves. <laughs> I feel like it's more for them to understand what structure is. Hundred percent. You know what I mean? Hundred percent, man. So that's cool. Well, so where were you finding yourselves in like the developmental years of like seventh, eighth grade, like high school? Like what? What was? Um, you know, I was kind of, I was kind of a nerd, to be honest with you. I thought I was a nerd. Yeah, you know, which is I, so hilarious because you're being kicked out of all these schools. It's yeah, like, bro, the <laughs> fucking renegade nerd over here, bro. Here we go. Oh, here's fucking David. boom He's, man, mighty mouse, David, just fucking da- just straight yeah. dugging through like different school systems, da- different da- areas. But you know what? Hold on. But you know what's funny is every time I would show up to a new fucking school, I would just like. I just remember feeling so like isolated because you got to think about it. Once you start to develop any type of attachment with anybody, then I was getting kicked out. So there would totally. be somebody new and then, you know, whatever, whatever. So I was like, that was kind of a cool thing. I remember that being a cool thing for me, trying to learning to navigate through different relationships and, 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 you know, but most of the time I'd be like, did you hit that numb moment where you were like, "Well, I'm not gonna see you in a couple of months, most likely, so like I can give up"? No, no, I never, because I never, I always thought that school was gonna be the, the school. <laughs> I never knew I was gonna get kicked out. I could dig it. I was like, he wasn't "This doing bad shit." Well, he was like, you, "Well, oh, happened uh, again. Fuck, <laughs> it happened again." You, was, <laughs> well, he walks in, gets escorted out. Well, this was quick. <laughs> well, no, that, that's what I was actually curious about, though. Is like, is, 
you know, and, and we, we've had dozens of stories like where, you know, people have changed schools, whether it's a military family yeah. or whether it's a situation like getting kicked out. But the, the influence of friends, you know, right. as a kid is so important, right? Right. Um, and it comes in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. And did you establish those those real relationships? No. Or, no, you didn't. I didn't, I didn't really. I, growing up as a kid, I really didn't have many friends. Did you find some? I think that's probably why. I created the, the the Friends Festival because, like, as a kid, I didn't really have many friends. Now, I, did you have those that you look up to, like, whether it be musicians, yes. whether it be artists? Because I feel like... Michael Jackson, for that, Michael Jordan. Mm. My mom will play Thriller vinyl every day, all day. Really? Michael Jordan, I wasn't tall, couldn't play basketball, wanted to play basketball, so I would just vicariously live through that motherfucker. And, I I feel, and you were flying. I was flying, for real. Yes. I love Michael Jordan. Were you a fashionable cat? I didn't start getting fashionable till, uh whatever. I don't know when. Remember Fabulous went through that whole, like, throwback jersey stage? Yeah, yeah. I would do this like very unique thing. Is that I, the was, I, back I, young I was going era? to like Fairfax. Hmm. I, I would go to Fairfax. I was going to Fairfax at the time, and I would wear two different. So, like, let's say it was the baby blue and gold vintage uh, Lakers jersey. You know, yeah. I would get like a gold and baby blue shirt, and like cut the sleeve down the middle so it would look like I would have two. Like, like that was the like early fucking just have the audacity. Like, you know, I don't think I was fashionable, but like I got this jersey, got that one, made a cut through this motherfucker, <laughs> and just had to like put them together on some shit. I, I didn't think of that as. Fucking... I was over there going through Marshalls buying platinum fubus, the vocals, the outcast. <laughs> oh man, I had. Some platinum fubu, bro. Fat Albert was a shit. Fubu chain that this fucking drug dealer at the Slauson swap meet gave me. I was (laughs) wild, and I thought I was the man with that shit. I feel like expression played a really big role in your youth, hundred percent. And do do you think that? I want to say just kind of like, just leading into that kind of, you know, young man entering this world type of deal. Do you feel like the fight for expression really gave you that fire and like? built I guess the foundation for what you ultimately did you know that your pursuit was going to be in the creative um no early on was it like an aspiration or yes, or, or, or better yet what were your young ambitions, ambitions. yeah just like the, well, growing the young, up like Kindergarten, elementary. Mm. I always thought I was gonna be a cardiologist. I feel you. I was wow. Be a heart surgeon. I know that's weird. It's it's, it's unique to say the least. Because I was always fascinated with just the heart. But then, then, what fascinated you about the heart? I have no idea. Okay. I have no idea. I think it was just the difference between the brain and the heart, mm. and what I want to like. You know, I I don't know. It was it was just I just love the heart. So, but then. I would express myself in all these artistic things, but I didn't really know that I could be this. Like I never, like I would love, I, I, all the shit that I'm doing now, Yeah, I would love to say that I wanted to do it as a kid, but I didn't even know these things were even possible. I feel mm. you. You know, like I was drawing Boom Man and shit and like just, I was a huge Spawn comic collector. I don't know if you guys are into Spawn. Sure. Super nerd, man. None of the girls fuck me. I was this short, 
I was the shortest kid ever. <laughs> Big ass glasses. Fucking, I was just. My you said back then, Jose and Walman. Right? Like the, nerd, the nerdiest kid getting kicked out of school is just. <laughs> Yo, I feel you. And, that's why, also they, like, and that's why they didn't kick me out the system. Because <laughs> I was a fucking. But, but who, he's like also fashionable, but like he's still oh, rocking the nerd. That's a fucking fact. He stayed yeah. in the system. system. Yeah. They're like, something has that's to be fucked fuck up here. <laughs> For real. <laughs> we. we we can't lose faith in him. I don't know what the fuck's going on. He hasn't done any crazy outlandish. Because you got to think about shit. the average kid. Like, if he gets kicked out, like, three schools, they're kicking him out the LA, like, the, yeah. the school system. Yeah. Right, right. You know, but, like, I went to Fairfax, Poly, Poly, Gardena, went to Belmont, went to, like. I, how 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 did that affect your relationship with moms at that time? With what? With your moms at that time. Oh, man. That had to have been fucking Only hell. I, I mean, I really regret because. My mom was in every principal office, <laughs> sometimes crying like, "Man, like, don't please don't kick my son." Like she was pleading, like, "Just don't oh, kick him." Wow, out. please. And like they would just look at her and like, "No, <laughs> he has to go." And I really wish I would have found that one principal. Like you know, how when you watch the movie, you see the one principal yeah, who was like, Carter comes "Coach through Carter like, comes yeah, through," and he's yeah. like, "Saves the day, saves the day, yeah. makes Son, me run some Son. laps or some <laughs> shit, wax off, wax off." I wish I would have found that motherfucker, but like no one just—I don't know—they didn't care. With 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 being the constant outlier and the constant, you know, what I'm saying outsider, right. knowingly, right. Coming up on the end of high school, yeah. there's that, like, for many, there's that, like, all right, I'm going to go to college. I want to fucking, mm-hmm. you know, go to law school. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. What was going through your head at that time? Was it a continuation of academia oh, no. or was it Never. I'm about to hit the free world? So this takes us into the next chapter because I didn't tell you guys this, but I dropped out. I ended up dropping out at 16. Okay. Oh, wow. Well, Completely. You like, you like that? Dropped Chapter's out. turn. Yeah. I'm just flipping a couple like, pages You can't back. kick me out. I'm dropping out. Yeah. yeah I just I dropped out. At 16. At 16. Gotcha. Well, I was like 17, but like 16. 17. What, what, what was that moment? I'm going to tell you the moment. My friend, his name was Kai. He was like, you should be a designer. Why? Because I would, I said around that time I was doing like, I was doing like kind of cool stuff. Yeah, you weren't fashionable, but you were like thugging with the jerseys. Like and nobody would give me love. Around. Like nobody had, this, but like my friend, you'd be like, "Yo, this is dope." You got know. You. Mm-hmm. So he was. I was like, "Well, what do you have to do to be a designer?" He's like, "You got to go to the magic show in Vegas." You remember? You, you, yes. Been to the magic show. Yes. Magic show in Vegas. And that's how you be. All the all the brands are there. All the brands are there. All you got to do is go. I had no money. What year was this wrong? Uh. I know things by time, so I mean, well, I don't really know things by year. Okay, I'm really weird like that. I don't, Shit. I don't know time. Shit, this is but your, I remember Jay Z was there. He was at he he was Jay Z was at Got the it. Magic Show. So whatever year that was, it was fucking cracking. Got it. That's Point, some early shit too. It was early. It was yeah. like early Magic. Yeah. Right? So long story short, I draw up a portfolio. I go home and I draw. Up, I get like you know a binder and I just start drawing. Mm. Just menswear women's wear just whatever i thought was cool and i was just like i had a point to either go to like now they were trying to send me to the school and back of the school you know, you know what those schools are those are like the, the super, alternative the alternative yeah. like the continuation. on the last leg the right. continuation i was on the last school. leg and yeah. i was just like do i want to do this shit yeah so i hit melrose i 
this is like word to God, yo. I hit Melrose with this portfolio, and I never forget it. I, Christian Azir, rest in peace. Wow. He was he pulled up in this red Ferrari, and this is right when they were building. Um, it was Ed Hardy. It was Ed Hardy. It was on the corner. Yep. Wow. And I like walked up to him, and I was like, "Hey, look, look at my art. Look at, look at, look at my art." And he was kind of like being like, "As was like." Nah, 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 like, yeah. no. <laughs> so I was like, fuck it, whatever. Went back the next day. He was in the store. Because it was before the actual store got built. Yeah, yeah. Went back the next day, look at my art. Busy kid, busy, busy. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Went back the next fucking day. Mm-hmm. <sighs> let me see, let me see. It's nice. It's nice. Come back a couple weeks, bring bring some t-shirt design. Bring just bring some designs. So I went back home. I started drawing hats and all that. And with with the aesthetic that I kind of seen <clears throat> at the time that they were kind of using. Got it. And um nothing, nothing ever happened with that. Right. Yeah. So like I like later on, we end up crossing paths and he always would see me, give me that fucking famous winky hat. He was like, Yeah, so, that like we that, know. That, we, like, yeah, 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 yeah. The fourth meeting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But but listen, like we were talking about before this interview started, with every tragedy comes like a blessing, right? Damn yeah. right. So it didn't happen with him, but then I went next door to Teenage Millionaire that was there. Hey, um, I can say this is kind of fucked up, but like I, I was like Hey, I just did some stuff with Chris. Like I literally just Absolute, used, the hustler. Hey, I just did there some shit with Christian. <laughs> there it is. They Look, didn't need to know that did some they, shit was opening your notebook. Yeah, exactly. That's you all they need saying? to know. Yeah. He's like, bro, I just did some I shit. Did, <laughs> he was really fucking with it. All facts. All facts. All facts. All facts. I love that, man. <laughs> So they was like, "Yo, we could get we could get you two fifty to five hundred for a design. Bring oh, us some designs. I there love it, it. I did the I did some ill ass designs for them, bro. They brought all my designs. I thought I was rich as fuck, and I said, "Fuck school." Wow. First cash out, I think they brought like eleven designs. I was looking like, like five six racks. Yeah, I was good. Yeah. So especially for a sixteen year old. Yeah. yeah. But. Before the Christian moment, there was like a, a big moment that that had happened. So the magic show. Yeah. I had no money at the time. Okay. Got to get to the magic show. It's happened in a week from when my friend told me. I think that's probably why he was telling me. His father. Long story short. I went across the Shit, street. Shit, bro. Keep a long story long. Bro. Long story short. Come on. Talk to a motherfucker right now. So I need to get some money. So I went across the street to the 99 cent store for my crib. And I stole like, had to be like $300 worth of fucking candy, man. Mm. And I went in front of Food for Less and I pushed that candy for like two days, bro. Stop. Wow. Got enough money. On thug. Wow. 16. Wow. Bus ride to Vegas. Didn't know where I was staying, man. First night I slept under a crap table in a fucking side room of the Bellagio, bro. Stop. Shit. Yeah. Snuck. That's fucking dedicated. Like snuck into the magic show. Had no way to get in that motherfucker. Snuck in. That's fucking incredible. Boof the boof. Boof the boof. Mm. Yeah, man. So what what gave you that I don't give a fuck how I'm going to get here? I think movies. 
Really? <laughs> He's like, really? How movies, yeah. Because, man, like, I always grew up with this, like, romantic sense of, like, life. You know what oh. I mean? Like, this that anything could happen and why not? And why, you know what I mean? So serendipity. I'm, serendipity and all that shit. So I'm yeah. like, if this is where I need to go, then I need to get there. Oh, shit, I ain't got no money. I don't got, okay, let me fit. Like, okay, this is, I'm a young kid. I'm not about, you know what I mean? Like, if just, I put my mind to it, it exactly. it'll appear. Yeah, and it just, it, it just fucked yeah, all that shit, and that's my philosophy now. Shout like, out to yeah. Kevin Costner. <laughs> you know <what> I'm <laughs> yeah, man. Angels in the outfield for all you young bucks. Well, <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> yeah. Man, wasn't Danny Glover in that movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, so, so you pedal candy? Yeah, to scrap up, to just roll out there. I want to take it to that moment of what the fuck was going through your head on that ride there. Like, we all know you had the hustle in you yeah. to to make it happen. Right. Now you en route. Right. That, like, there's no going back. You already knew there wasn't going back. But what was that, like, idle, what, six, eight hours? It was just like, I'm going to find someone that's going to change my life. I'm going to find a situation. Mm. Somebody's going to see this, blah, blah, blah. And although nothing at that moment, I ran into this Asian dude, this Korean guy. His name was Jay Shin. Love you, Jay. My guy. And he had a booth. Had like a whack-ass clothing brand. It was stupid whack. Yeah, he still loves you, Jay. Yeah, I still love you. <laughs> Y'all knew what it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was wacky shit. But he seen my art, and he was like, hey, this is very, this is really, really cool. Mm-hmm. So eventually after that, like some time went by, and I was in L.A. I was going through cards. I ended up hitting him. Mm-hmm. And he ended up, first he brought designs for me. So I was selling them designs. And then he eventually became an investor in a brand I started when I was like 17, 18, called Brilliant Television. This was the logo, like the TV robot. That's fucking dope. lit. Yeah. With so, the lightning bolt. That's yeah, dope. Fucking lit. Yeah. So we, we did Brilliant Television together, BTV. That's unreal. That's crazy. Yeah, man. How long after that was, uh, did that happen? Maybe a, couple, maybe a couple months. Oh, so that was it. So you're just on a roll design-wise then? Yeah. Like you, I, I you're went literally from, getting I, affirmations that like, okay, this is okay. I went from teenage millionaire to another lady who was down the block on Melrose who was selling purses. And, and, and let, let it be known, Melrose was popping at this time. Melrose was the shit. Yeah. Melrose was fucking nice. vibrant. Melrose was Absolutely. lively. Yeah, the man. culture was fucking literally... Prominent and brewing on like yeah. osmosis levels. Yeah, like, so I was I was literally I was music. literally walking down the block with this dilapidated fucking notebook, walking door to door, like, hey, I just did this, and I just, and it, it was, just, <laughs> Yo, I was you fuck- this motherfucker out of the He's like, look, <laughs> I just spoke with with X Y Z. Got done with doing some crazy shit over there, <laughs> aka opening my book to the lead designer, and. I think we should work. I think we should work, man. <laughs> but then before you know it, I run into Steve Aoki. And now Steve Aoki, now I'm doing the logo for his brand. Now I'm doing album covers and shit for him. And now it's real because I really am creating a trail of fucking work. And it's all coming from just that initial hustle. The initial just hustle. Just like, yo, peep the notebook. Peep the like notebook. simple as that. Cre- like, create it. It can creating. be shitty, right? It can be shitty. I could say right now, I want to design furniture i'm gonna change the furniture game first thing i'm gonna do is sketch it second thing i'm gonna do is digitize it and if people don't know how to digitize it find someone who digitizes or just learn how to digitize it then i have a digital copy 
Then the next thing I automatically do, people probably wouldn't do this, but I would skip a million steps. I would literally take that and I would create a brochure and put a price on it. I would materialize it. Mm, so now oh, it's real wow. and a logo and a brand. And now it's fucking real. It exists. Then I would Photoshop motherfuckers on that. All before I would even have the manufacturing capability to even make this shit. Because you just came back from a meeting and it was fucking popping. Like, y'all didn't know this shit was going down? (laughs) I love that. Yeah. Y'all didn't see this coming? I told y'all about this two days ago. Y'all didn't see the marketing plan come into effect? Right. That's fucking incredible. It's wild. Did you you have this in your mind of... Know your worth and your value in your product, or did this come along the way? Because I feel like one thing a lot of creatives and and bro, this is so young and this is so early in the journey, right? But like to attach a worth or to be understanding of my work has value, or to be in this position of like it's like yo, look at me, look at me, look at me, right. but. For you, it wasn't, look at me, oh my God, I met Christian. Yeah. It was, look at me, okay, ooh, like that, ooh, ooh, like that reaction. Let me just pop up on over here. Y'all don't know what just happened over there. It was a fucking moment. Right, no, right. But for, it, for, for both of us. It was, it was that, right? But then it was also this thing of, around that time, I was sneaking in to everything. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about like the craziest a-list motherfucker. That's how I actually met my my manager now. Mm. He used to see me back then, right? He, he'd be balling, doing his shit, and he would see me. Like, he remember, he tells me, like, I used to think you were either, like, a drug dealer's son <laughs> or something. Like, <laughs> I try to rationalize because I would see this kid everywhere, and you would just be, like, fly as fuck. But I couldn't understand how you got in there. Or what. Yeah. Because I was literally doing some James Bond shit, man. I was like sneaking in through the back thing, through the kitchen, through the like to get into these situations. Yeah. Because I felt I belonged there. I fucking love You that. won't let me in that motherfucker. I'm coming through the back window. If the back window's closed, I'm digging a tunnel under the motherfucker. Coming th- you know what I mean? Like that's This is all- literally the, the quintessential moment of outcast, out, becoming outlier, becoming the, the fucking meteors coming right back into earth. I belong here, motherfuckers. What's good? And yeah, and that's actually something I want to touch on. Like, were you, you, were, you were you aware of that kind of evolution? Like, did you ever have that moment of like, this is... This is where I belong. This is what I'm supposed to do versus coming from this school environment, this restricted environment for you where you're like kind of even at like a giving up moment of like, man, fuck it. I'm just going to get like kicked like yeah. ah, this isn't working. Now you're out here. You have this incredible entrepreneurial like spirit about you, this creative spirit about you. Right. Did you internally just have that like, yo, I'm finding myself. I'm finding the place I'm supposed to be. Like this environment, did that ever, or was it just like organically like, oh shit, I'm over here now. Now I'm going over here. I, I just knew that there had to be something better than Koreatown or South Central mm. or, and I knew that I needed to be, I, ne- I needed to find, how can I say this? Coming from where I'm from, when I say where I'm from, I'm not talking about like where I grew up. At. I'm talking about like my family. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the mentality. Yeah, you know, no one in my family has really like made it. You know, no one is, you know, really brought in big money. You know, so 
I always kind of wanted to be that for my family, for mm. my mother, for whatever. So really, I just was like, I got to get it. I just have to. I have to take what I have and I have to make it happen. So that that's just kind of always from that age has been the mentality, you know, because this is beyond like I tried I tried a job once. Mm. What was that? <laughs> food for less. The same food for less I was. And I lasted two days. On the second day, they wanted me to push carts. And it was hot as fuck. <laughs> and, I, and I tried pushing them fucking carts for like 20 minutes. I said, man, fuck this. <laughs> I said, fuck this shit. I, <laughs> I feel you on that. It's like this level of pride shit because my mom, when she came to the States, worked at McDonald's right. for one hour. I literally, like she literally was telling me the story of <laughs> walking in. They told her, we need you to clean the bathroom. She walked in the bathroom with the mop, put the mop in the bathroom and, <laughs> and walked the fuck out. out. I feel her. There's some things that you just know, like your spirit is bigger than. Not around. bigger. I don't see. Not, not, okay. Stop. It's not even bigger not than bigger or than, better than. Just that is not meant. Yeah, it's not appropriate for your experience. Yes, yes. sure, sure. Very, very good asterisk there. <laughs> it's on the bottom of the page. <laughs> but I mean, what, what's interesting though is like you going from this creative person who escapes, who colors outside the lines, who's kind of a loner to this super duper hustler. Yeah, man. It's funny. I don't even really look. I mean. I don't even really look at myself as a fucking hustler, man. I, 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 like, that word is cool. You know, a lot of my, my people I look up to have been hustlers, but I don't even look at it mm-hmm. as a hustle. You, you know what I, I kind of, like, think of it as in thinking about this time is, like, you're a damn comic book character, bro. <laughs> like, on, on, on some chill shit of, like, if if Bond was a comic book character, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I can see that. You know, and that's probably the reason why is because I've kind of looked at my life. Like, growing up on movies and comics, Yeah, I realized that you really can kind of do whatever you want mm. in this on this planet. You can do whatever you want if mm-hmm. you believe that. So I always seek the opportunity to go in that direction. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I'm always running towards the rabbit hole, so to speak. Yeah. Did you ever have fear doing that? No. Which is a rarity in itself. It is It is kind of rare, but I think it was just because I kind of like, I got to a point where like, what do I really have to lose? Like, I just told you, I, have sh- I don't have shit to lose. Mm. I, I looked at my life at that point and I was just like, it could get much worse. I'm not going to say it can't get much worse because there's people out there that ain't got nothing. Yeah. A lot of my friends, like I never, like, like I was like traumatized because I would go to some of my best, you know, my, my friend's house and they would just have like lines of roaches like all over there. Like, you know, like I had to live with, I'm not going to say the family member, but like I, I've been like to that level. So like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? There was a point my mom had to leave me for a couple months because she couldn't, like it got hard. But yeah. the point is, is, I looked around. I was like, "What do I have to lose?" Like, and the craziest shit is you had an outlet to express yourself, like as inward as you were. Like, I guess pushed. Right. Um, growing up, you you had an escapism in the outlet of expression, which rarely do kids develop like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Especially early on. But they all should, and they all can. 
Absolutely. And they all will. Eventually. And they all will. You're damn right. Do you do you feel like I wanna how did you start thinking about, you know, in speaking about, you know, the escapism and in speaking about how movies and comic books really influenced you and also, you know, in developing naturally your ability to create. Right. And in seeing the the, the the warm reception to your creativity, right? It's rare that people find that, but like you were out there look like you were gonna get it regardless, right? 100%. And you also went about it in a way of like you may not know what this is yet, but I'm giving it to you first mm. type of attitude. Right. It was so embedded. It wasn't like, okay, like I've been through the throws. It was like, okay, I have, it's all or nothing here. Right. How important was your imagination and your willingness to believe that anything was possible at that time? Ask that last part again. I just want to make sure. How, how important do you feel like your imagination was for you at that time? And do you feel like it was something that you cultivated and kind of like looked upon well, as, at, as strength? At that time, I didn't give my imagination a title. You know what I mean? At, at, right now, I know what an imagination is. Mm. At that time, it was just me instinctually creating another reality. I didn't look at it as I'm using my imagination. It was just more expression. Like, yeah, I guess it was just pure expression, you know. Yeah. Um but now that I know it is my imagination and I know what my thoughts are and the power of thought, now I'm way more um disciplined with it, but I can have fun with it. Mm. You know, so it's matured. It's mature, but that that's what I would do. That that would be the main premise of my school, like to teach kids how to really use their imagination and then throw away self-doubt and take the things that they aspire to be and really materialize that idea for them. If you think about it, bro, like our school systems are not allowing kids to be curious. Like we're feeding them the rhetoric and the story. And we're also kind of taken aback at challenging said status quo, right? And that's the, the complete antithesis of like procuring a level of creativity, a, a level of excitement, a level of exploration. You know what you I'm saying? You see these futuristic, dystopian, post-apocalyptic films, right? Yeah. In these modern societies, everyone is like this. Quite hand like it's all like book. I don't. Is it The Giver? Where you could? Do you have any of you guys seen the movie The Giver? Uh, uh-uh. I think so. In the movie, you weren't allowed to feel anything. Oh wow! You weren't allowed to feel, and you couldn't read things that made you. Like it was, it's some crazy shit. But the mm-hmm. point is, is like, I think it's gonna get to a point if we don't change, if we don't make radical action, to where everything will be completely censored. And and kids will live in this alternate reality, this virtual reality, and be and like, it's all for control. Why Absolutely. would they want kids to know that that they can do anything they want? Because yeah. a a person who knows they can do anything they want won't won't fall for the bullshit. Can never be controlled. Can't be controlled. Right. It's impossible. Yeah, you're writing your own destiny. Do you want do you want thousands of kids who feel like you can't stop them? So. That's why we just got to spark the thought like that, Pox. I'm not going to change the world, but I guarantee that I'll spark the brand. Like, it's sparking Absolutely. people waking up. So we just have to not be afraid to take radical, 
defiant action. Absolutely. You know? For what, sure. What was that progression like for you, you know, dropping out, kind of like knowing that you overnight. had at no no fallback, right? And going through these experiences of like running Fall, through Melrose. I don't want to shut you down, but fallback. Ta- that's the reason why I got tattoos at such a young age. I got this when I was like 16. Mm. I wanted no fall. I wanted mm. no fallback. I wanted to have not, like, nothing like to where I couldn't go get a job. So I, I love it. So I started oh, yeah. getting tattoos. You know, I wanted to push myself to the point of like, this shit has to work. Has to. And what was it in your mind? Like, what, what was the early development of it? Like, in those days where you were selling your designs, right? You were starting to like be able to survive, right? Right. right. Naturally, being somebody that's creative and starting to be, especially in that scene of Melrose at the time where it was like brands popping up and just like, I feel like it was very robust. Right. Um, what were your wants starting to be like? Like, uh, Especially from that standpoint of like, I want to say from the period of like 16 to 20, like what, what, what was that for you? I think at that time, once I got tired of designing for other people, I kind of wanted to just build the brand, you know? I went through a whole series of different inv- investors and motherfuckers who wanted to, like, rape my ideas, motherfuckers mm. stealing my ideas, people, all that shit, you know? This is another thing. I'm not really good with, like, there's a lot of things that I kind of just delete out out of my mental computer, right? So there, you, have you ever met someone who can tell you the year? I mean, I don't know if maybe you guys are. that can tell you the year, the moment, that like, they know that. Like, I'm really bad with that. Mm. Got it. The, the big, the good things stick out, the bad things stick out. But the, like, you know what I mean? So it's like, because I'm so set on, like, right now, or, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. That the rest of the shit doesn't matter to me. You mm. know, like, heartbreaks, all that shit. It's like so re- I'm so removed from it that like, you know, yeah. so all I could remember at that time was I wanted to create something substantial and I wanted to be um, revered and appreciated for my work. Mm. You know, there were there were certain situations I got myself into because when you're young yeah. and you're talented, mm. people are looking at you at it like, oh, I could I could kind of get you're over a fucking it. unicorn. Yeah. But like. You're able to be, they're like, oh, we could bring this to the farm. Right. So I end up doing, like, I end up really getting in fucked up deals, like designing headphones for somebody I can't say, and then them selling out and making lots of money and them coming back to, like, compensate me with, like, headphones. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, little stupid shit like that, yeah. you know? But it was all a part of the process. I was yeah. still, like, a uh, wet mind. I just wanted an opportunity. Yeah. For sure. So... You know, I mean, and it's those moments that you learn from and the, it's those moments that, you know, obviously teach you how to really act when the, the real moments come. Right. You know, right. That, that's all building the foundation for you. Was there a moment where like you, you started to build your brand? Was there like a substantial moment where you felt like, all right, I'm getting these little deals. I'm getting these, you know, these things, these designs. But did that ever really come to fruition? And what was that first thing? Kind of not really at first, but the first thing was um, my manager at the time had found this like Jewish lawyer like in the fucking valley. You know what I mean? Wasserman, you know? Of course. And he was like, you know, I'm in the the, the, the fashion business. The the, uh, the smart. Uh, what? 
I think it's the smart. What does that mean? Oh, wait, wait, the way. What, what do you like the fashion business? Yeah, like the... I, I forgot. Whatever. Point is, he invested okay. in this denim brand, and we were getting shit manufactured in China, and it was whatever. But the name of the brand was called David and Sebastian, oh. and it was like really cool. Like the back um, belt loops were like. David stars and the embroidering on the pockets were like David stars and like it was like this gold little plate on it that had the shit in, it was like really fucking sick but the price points were too expensive because it was way it was you know like ball man you know ball man yeah. right you know they have the zippers they have all yeah. that no lie I was doing that like six years ago but I'm not even trying to like yeah it's not even about that yeah. it's just right. the fact that I was trying to do all of that then yeah timing timing right but the price points, it was like, kid, you're fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. You, you want six zippers on this shit with embroidered this? You want to sell embellish- $500 jeans right now? It, they came in these boxes, these wooden velvet lacquered boxes. Oh, wow. Y'all were going exquisite with Exquisite it. as fuck. Wrapped in. <laughs> no, listen, I have photos like wrapped in. Like I did this little silk scarf with like my design on it. It was like really, you know what I mean? Like I'm going to probably do it again yeah. at some point. But like the rebirth capsule. The rebirth. <laughs> Yeah, I'd probably call it something else. Actually, I am doing it, actually. But that's like a shameless plug. But I'm working. I'm not even going to say the name yet, but I'm working on full men's, women's collection that's fucking next level. It's Incredible. Cool. It's going to be fucking fun. Incredible. Yeah. Well, So you were going through the learning curves. Right. Right. All that. School. Um, yeah. The school of little hard knocks. Yeah. Right. What would, like... I want to know just that mentality, and I want to know was your was your mental tested during those times? Was was there like was your mental tested during those times? Was it <sighs> doubt, fear, spite, and like how did those mm. things? I went homeless, bro. Drive? I, was, I was like, I, there was there would be times I would like sleep in the bathroom at the Roosevelt Hotel. Really? I was like, yeah, because like I was making money at first, but when you're young, right? Yeah, and you, obviously that I was told my mom, like you know what I mean, like. It, it wasn't. I didn't have it for a very long Money time. Money management wasn't the. Yeah, yeah, they weren't teaching that, and they had all that calculate all this shit. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck they had is derivatives, money? Derivatives, but they didn't have like how yeah. to keep your books. Keep keep your money right. So I didn't really know. So I would find myself <laughs> in these situations where I would just be like fucked off, you know. And mm. anybody else probably would have quit in those situations, you know. Like I'm about to drop an album. The second song on the project is called We Made It, and it talks about a CVS that I used to sleep in. And what I'm going to do with my project is, you know, when you go to an art gallery, right? Yeah. You have these like placards underneath that tells what the what the. So I'm making these placards that are uh, location specific to the plate to the shit that was happening in the songs. So I'm like putting a placard in the bathroom at that CVS that I used to sleep in. You know what wow. I mean? Wow. So, um, yeah, like. Push me to the limits, you know, when you can you take us through the depth in that? Like and like, <laughs> like for real, because well, it's, like it's I crazy, feel like man. I feel like moments like those are so glossed over, right? Yeah. From uh, just like and not to say glossed over as if like somebody's trying to take away from that experience, but it's like those are real fucking moments, right? We hear about those moments existing. But what we rarely hear about is the mentality of of one within that state at right. that time and what it took to persevere out of that moment. And like I feel like usually it's just like a 
you know, I was down and out and I was homeless for six months and then boom. Right. Right. But you're right. They but never... those but those six months, yeah. right? And that that like you're either going to quit or you're not is a very, very crucial, especially mentally, time for anybody that ends up making a mark. So have any of you have any of you guys seen the Will Smith movie um Pursuit yeah. of Happiness? Yeah, Absolutely, yeah, yeah. right. Um it was very much like that for me, but I'd never seen the movie at the time, so I didn't know what it was. Gotcha. But I found myself in the worst positions and using my imagination to to lighten the situation. You know what I mean? To like I was in another world, you know. I was like, Yeah, I may not have this, I may be doing this, I may mm-hmm. have to but that bathroom felt like the penthouse. You know what I mean? Like it felt like the penthouse. So I've made money. I've lost money. I've made it again. I'm sure I'm not done making it. Yeah. But money has never really mattered to me. And I can really say this. on like It's never really held a value in the sense that it's a tool. But I've always is it more of access. It's more access, and it's more for me. All money really is for me is is a tool to be able to create the things that I need to yeah, it do. It does provide for my, freedoms for, for us and freedoms, right? But the point is, is I was never hustling for money. Got it. And if I was, you were hustling for opportunity. Then opportunity, hundred percent. Um, yeah. So, um. When did when did the music start coming into play for you? Shit. Was this around? <laughs> this goes into a whole other crazy story. Shit, bro, I'm here to get crazy with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, throw me in a tornado, watch me spin. Am I getting to like? I'm not saying to like, but it, this is you know. Actually, no, we're we're good. And and before, like, I just want to like knock this because it's in my mind. Yeah. Just like the whole sleeping in the bathroom thing and and what you've done, like. When I'm thinking about it, how many people are really down for that? To really go there. And and also to like because interject and throw an asterisk where I'm gonna swing off and just like jump on the moon type shit. Trust me, it's 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 here or even further deep. Right. Right. So know that like these these go there. Right. At the and at the end of the yeah. day, this is for us. Like, bro, like yeah. this is how a motherfucker views this shit. And y'all gonna get whoever's listening is gonna get this view of it. Is this is Far beyond me, far beyond Roushi, far beyond you. Yeah. This is for them, right. whoever them is. Right, right. This is for y'all. Someone's right, yeah. Because we're not sitting here at a fucking panel and being like, persevere and work hard <laughs> and fight through it and believe you can. Yeah. This is, be like we're talking about a moment that you may have just had, know it exists, yeah. and see where it's come. Right. So keep fucking pushing. Yo. Bro, let me let me just tell you something. I never had any other option, right? Yeah. A lot of people create uh, a plan B. Yeah. Everyone I know has a plan B. Yeah. A plan C. Yeah. A plan D. Yeah. <laughs> people got plan yeah. Fs. I never had a plan B. So I said, I'm going to ride this motherfucker until something happens. I don't care how fucked off I get. I don't care. I will be crawling through the fucking gravel like this shit has to happen. So, listen, bro. I'm going to be honest. Be honest. I could have a thousand times more money than I have right now 
if I was willing to sell certain aspects of myself that I that I'm not willing to to sell. Sure. This this game, this business, the music business, fat like it, it's fucking dirty. Absolutely. And a lot of motherfuckers want to take advantage. So point is, is I never took that that record I got out called Ballin'. It's pretty much a proclamation to say I could have done deals. First record I ever put out, record called Pussy Marijuana, right? Was out a week, RCA, flew me, St. John, down to New York. A deal that probably anybody would have took. Yeah. Stupid. But it didn't make sense. And many of those have followed since then. Mm -hmm. It didn't make sense because it, it for me it was never like a dollar value. It was a how much how much you really believe in this shit? Mm. Because I I, I I I like but I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm so happy that I never took any of those off. Now. Now. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Even even then a little bit. Yeah. Even then I had the understanding, like I never was like, oh my God. You know, because yeah. like but right now, oh my God, I've never been happy because I've got to see firsthand the like the collapse of the music industry. For sure. You know, these labels out here really have no power. They can't break. They can't tell you what to like anymore. There's too, it's, it's too much. The, the mechanics are all fucked up. The, the matrix is, it, it, you know what I mean? They can't, they could put money behind you. Yeah. I mean, look, at the end of the day, like the, the industry is just giving people very expensive glorified loans. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, man. And at that and at that point, I'd rather just take money from someone who isn't in that system, who just kind of believes. Yeah. And we could do that you know drake did that you know yeah. i mean a lot of people do that yeah um i mean there's intricacies to everybody's scenario that like right. just are or you know unknown right but and eventually i'm not saying that i would never do a, a deal with a label but like jay-z said i'm raping them for what they did to the cold crush mm. like if you right. want if you want me yeah it's gonna have to be something astronomical right yeah right I'm gonna have to feed a million people with the money you give me. One billion. A billion. I'm gonna make a. I don't think they could give me that much money, but eventually a billion for sure. You know. So take it but there, yeah, though. Yeah. No, I'm just saying. I think like the power in that though, like, and what I'm still tripping on is, is, you know, we we've had people say like, yo, there's no plan B. I only had a plan A. But like, even when I think about it, like, how far are you really, really willing to go? Yeah. And that's kind of what, what like, I'm, uh, I'm so curious about with you is, like, you were actually willing to go there. And when you're faced with that question, it sounds so good to say it. It sounds so good to be like, yo, I'm willing to do anything. Like, yeah. I'll take it there. I'll sleep on I'll, I'll go home. Actualizing but, it or, like, but when, it I, actually when I think happening about, is way different than how shit sounds. Like, when I play that out in my mind, it's yeah. like sleeping on my mom's couch, like, in... Beverly Hills adjacent like that's yeah. probably as bad as it would get you know what I mean and I'm like just in 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 normal people's fears right? right like I think the most people it probably doesn't go it makes it I don't know if they, I don't know if they really, but it's actually a lot different when you're living it yeah I just, it, I just, it, I just it, don't it, know it if you I just don't also, know if you're really willing have to you it. have you ever lived that experience have you ever been homeless on the street for even one night no okay I would tell you do it it could be tomorrow. It could be next year. Just do it one night. Yeah. Dress warm and just not have somewhere to go. Yeah. You'll often find that, A, it's not as bad as you probably think. For sure. But, B, it's a liberation to not needing anything, not needing a security blanket, knowing that you you got you. You're alive. You got your feet, your arm. You could do, you know what I mean? Like, and me, when it's I was probably more empowering, actually, than anything. If it's super empowering. But also, when I was homeless, 
like I said, I was sneaking into like the Roosevelt. I was sneaking into the Beverly Hills Hotel. I was I wasn't like I wasn't like I'm about to go sleep on the fucking bus stop. Yeah. Right. right I was right. like, hmm. Like I probably would have snuck into this fucking building. It just like went up to the the, the rooftop or some shit. I mean, like I would find environments that I want that were still kind of comfortable, yeah, you know. That's but wild. <laughs> I feel you. Bro. No, but but that's I mean, it's in and that's what I'm saying. It's so caught up in the actual fear but that's of a it, mentality, right? bro. It, that, it, that, that is a mentality. Yeah, but it's yeah. the it's the fear versus the actual reality. Like you're going through, and most people feared that, right? It's just programming. Like you know, the it's just programming. Facts. It's just programming because people. Once people get out of their own way and get out of their own fears, then they'll realize, like, we know, we know this. And whoever is listening by this point knows this. Like, it, it's very, very simple. Fear is the only thing that, like, I, have you guys heard of, uh, read uh, Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill? Any of you guys? No. Okay. I've, I've put a couple of my friends on this. And I each one of them, that. they told me, changed their life. So if you're listening to it, you can just rewind it. It's... Outwitting the devil, Outwitting Napoleon the devil. Okay. Napoleon Hill. I suggest you pull it up on YouTube because there's a theatrical audio book of it, right? Oh awesome. wow! And pretty much it's a one-on-one conversation. This sounds stupid with the devil. It's like you interviewing the devil, mm. and he's pretty much talking to the devil and asking him how he really moves, how he uses. Like, and the devil's giving all of his tricks away, but pretty much it's all fear. It breaks down to fear. Absolutely. You have love, you have fear. And if you think of all the world's problems, everything, it all really breaks down to fear. Yeah. So. And so much of the fear comes from within, bro. But he talks about how he uses genetics, how he uses circumstances, how he uses, like, he breaks down every. Wow. Inch of how he uses society, everything to instill, like, pretty much everything around us is like fear pumping machines. The news. Fear, fear, yeah. like all it, yeah, right, right, yeah. For That's sure. why do you think they're manufacturing these motherfucking like <laughs> this shit? You know, because they want people afraid and docile and fucking sheep. Yeah. The second you lose fear, you don't give a fuck about. You don't care about nothing because you know that you're good. You know what I mean? And that's a level of of, of freedom that like rarely exists within us. It is ex- it, it, yeah. fucked up because it exists in all of us. In all of us. I mean, even, Fact. even thinking as a kid, like, I, you would never catch me fucking getting kicked out of school because I was way too scared to ever face that. Like, I'm, I'm not going to do something. Kicked out of school and then ruin the rest of my life, life to get, like, a good, to be a good standing citizen? Are you crazy? <laughs> like, I'm not going to get a job. I'm not getting kicked everything, out of second. Everything that's constructed for How am I going to go to college time? if I get kicked out of first grade? Right. <laughs> like You have people who want to go to college because of their parents and that, that whole expectation fact. You have people, like, everything, everyone, a lot of jobs, every. A lot of people who are waking up tomorrow to go to their jobs are only going to their jobs out of fear. Fear that they won't have money to pay their rent. Fear that all the... So the second you lose that and you're like, you know what? I don't give a fuck if I'm not in the best position. But I know that I will get to the best position. Because it it eventually will come. I mean, what comes after fear? Freedom. Mm. (laughs) Bro. So... Imagine if it was that like like basic, you know what I'm saying, just like block. 100%. But also something really amazing happens when you reach that point. A lot of cool shit starts to happen to you. Like you you asked me about the music. How did I get into music? Yeah. And so I've always loved music. 
always. Yeah. Rap has always been my number one art form. Music. A lot of people think it's art. Rap. I started rap. I forgot what I was at John Burroughs Middle School. And this is crazy. Karuchi, you know, the famous Karuchi. Yeah. Prettiest girl in school. Her and his girl named Autumn. And I know Autumn really well right now. So I love you, Autumn. If you go and listen to this, you probably will. Point is, they were like the prettiest girls in school. And there was like this circle, rap battle circle, and everybody's rapping and shooting on each other. And yeah. I was like a nerd at that time. So someone like just clowned me and destroyed my life in I front of fucking group. Like just like blah, blah, blah. And I was yeah, like. Yeah, you were kind of like, damn, B, you had to go that, do you that? You went there, bro. I feel you, but you had to go do that. <laughs> so I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I, picture, I picture your big ass glasses, yeah. track suit on, looking at a motherfucker uh, like, come oh, on, Billy, cool. I'm over here. Uh, uh, so I went home and I wrote a rap that I thought was going to destroy this motherfucker, right? <laughs> yeah. And I go to school the next day, same lunchtime, you know, whatever shit. And the rap was so bad that it was worse than when he fucking clowned me. I really got <laughs> yeah. fucking destroyed. Oh, wow. <laughs> tragic. <laughs> fucking tragic. <laughs> I thought we were gonna have one of those eight mile moments. Like, <laughs> everybody from the three one three. That was third And then I knew I was destined. No, it was fucking the other shit around, man. I was like, "Fuck, man." Um, but then I just, I've it became cool to me because I was like, "Damn, I could like say how I feel and yeah. make it rhyme." And yeah. then, you know, the people I grew up, I you know, it just became like and a, cats a, moving like yeah. this, and it's just and it's and you. It was, the cipher was always one of those things. Yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying, and it's crazy because like even like growing up, like I used to always have my boys ask me like, "No scared I'm no scared because I was nice. I'm still nice, bro. I kill a lot of these motherfuckers. I, I'm just gonna All right. know. But it, it's crazy because that fear. Right. Like right. I always love going second just because for me that like just gave me that little bit of like milk chocolate with the marshmallows, like the fear is gone. Like we home now. You right. know what I'm saying? And I'm gonna annihilate you. Like yeah. thank you for letting me know how subpar your ass is. But like it's it's crazy that that like rush of expression that that freestyling in our youths gave us. Right. Yeah. Especially coming from me, like I was a pot kid growing up. Like that's why our love of Pac. I was like, yeah. shit, you wanna you wanna bring Pac into the convo? Let's go. Yeah. And shout out to Koa Payton for this yeah. fucking phenomenal piece of art right and here. Shout for out real. to him. It's very awesome. Um. So, you were horrible. Yeah. <laughs> as every no, but as everybody that that is either still horrible or becomes great at is when you start. You don't know what the fuck you're doing. You're doing right. That's what starting is. Yeah, exactly. And what the fuck are you already scared of? Exactly. 100%. What in the flying fuck are you already scared? Who in the fuck are you already trying to network with and trying <laughs> to like put this facade on? If you don't know what the fuck you're doing, speak of that. Yeah. And find somebody that enjoys enough the fact that you don't know what the fuck you're doing, but they see that you got spirit in you. Yeah. A lot of motherfuckers don't have talent that come up off top. If they just had yeah, the heart. Yeah. Or they just had a sensibility about a motherfucker that was like, oof. That was just a sidebar. Tangent. It's really just 10,000 hours, man. For real. Yeah. It's all, you For know, real. I mean, you could do anything you want if you really commit. And fact, I fact, fact. But, like, this is my biggest thing with shit like that, bro, is all of that sounds so great. 
a motherfucker listens to Anthony Robbins, he's like, damn, I feel that. A motherfucker listens to fucking Malcolm Gladwell, right. Napoleon Hill, all of these thought leaders, and it's like, yes, we, it rings true. Well, did those motherfuckers actually sit down for the, the, the next five years of their lives and did the same thing over and over? Did they quit their job and say, I'm not going to invest eight hours a day in this. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. Most of them didn't. No. So, but the ones who did, I guarantee you, are on a route to become. And even the ones that did, this this has been my biggest thing. Kind, this has kind of been a theme for me, right? And look, nobody's perfect, right? Right. But there's something about the pursuit of whatever the fuck it is, whether it be happiness, perfection, mastery, and craft. La 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 la. la. The list goes on, right? right? It sounds different when it's being pursued. You feel what I'm saying? It sounds different. There's a vulnerability to the fact that something has not been achieved yet. Or there's a fucking kind of like crescendo in when you speak to somebody that you're like, God damn, like Mm. they found it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So many people are out here speaking to themselves as an audience that they want to fucking like have listened to them. So many people are looking for a fucking validation outside of self that it's like, B, when you go home and you look at yourself, do you believe you? So where the fuck are you really starting at if fucking X, Y, Z is like out there like, oh, shit, that sounded dope. Like That shit sounded dope for 30 seconds and you're still in the same place that you were. Mm. It's not going to change until a motherfucker looks at himself and is like, I continuously want more. Right. right. But then there's also a, a, a thought of like appreciate where now is. Right. Like only we have the, the ability to look back 10 years from like look back 10 years for when we get to 10 years past right. and look back and smile. Nobody that we really thinking about now is going to be thinking about us. You know what I'm saying? Shit. Like, think about that shit instead of like how fucking like the cat's going to poppy. You know what I'm saying? Or feeling about your shit. Hundred percent, but I mean, for me, that's a no-brainer. I don't give a fuck. You know, <laughs> I really don't care. But I, I want to speak to that one fact, it, it, being that I started working for. Okay, so I forgot how old I was. I think I was. Pussy marijuana came out like six years ago. So six years ago, right? My now manager was. Managing another artist who was signed to Universal. And at the time, I'm a designer, right? Mm. So he's like, I want you to style a design for this kid. His name was Jay Blue. So I was like, cool. So he was giving me money, whatever. So matter of fact, okay, so this is crazy. So remember I told you there was a guy who would see me when I was younger yeah. and all these places? Yeah. So he's driving down the street. I'm with my two Jewish investors. They have like, you know, the... <laughs> I'm walking across the street, and he's seeing me at all these parties, all this shit. And he, now he sees me with, so <laughs> he's like, "Who the fuck, fuck is this right? guy?" So literally, we walk. You, you across went to the a sp- diamond dealer at that point, for sure. <laughs> he's like, "All right, bro, this motherfucker got the bag, like the, the rabbis guarding him." No we, no, we went to like a. I don't even know if it was Whole Foods. It was like some place in in the valley, right? Yeah. And I remember hearing a. <laughs> Fucker pulled into the in, into the uh, parking lot, <laughs> hops out. He's six five. This motherfucker's huge, like, and starts running toward me, like briskly, like yeah. Walk 
looks at me. Hey, who the fuck are you? What the fuck do you do? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, and then it just happened from there. So at that point, I want you to style blah, blah, blah. The whole time I was like, man, I rap. I make music. And he's like. Yeah, all right, yeah, all right, yeah. We we finally got a beat on you. Right. Like, let me just keep that there before you blossom. Like, so for for like a year, it was literally me designing and style. He did not entertain music one time. Mm. He had a partner named Kingpin, who I was like, man, I rap, and every day I just started sending them like freestyles and shit. And he ended up telling him like, yo, this kid is kind of nice. And he, I, was your, he was your Dame Dash at that moment. He was moment. my Dame Dash. He's like, yo, this kid is kind of nice. And I was like, listen, man, just let me record one song. Because at that time, I did, you know, it, studios weren't readily available yeah, and blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah. You know, so I was like, man, let me just get in the studio. So, then this happened. I'm on the freeway going to a photo shoot. And I had a final destination moment. Like, I seen, like, my, like, impending death, like, on the fucking freeway. I tell my homegirl, get off the freeway, get off. We're downtown mm. at the Ritz. She leaves. I'm like, I'm not going. I walk into the Ritz Carlton. I sit down. I have my sketch pad on me. I just start sketching. This African kid came out of nowhere. His name was Gabriel. And like this super thick Sudanese accent. He's like, Will you draw me? Some said, just draw him. I don't know. He had just like this angelic presence. Yeah. He was like, Thank you. His name's Gabriel. You know what I mean? It was yeah, like crazy. Yeah. yeah. Walks away. Next thing I know, there's like six, three fucking 60 year old white guy comes out of like the midst with like SpongeBob square pants, pajamas Stop. on. Old Lakers shirt, coffee stains, but like, yes. like a million dollar like ring on his fucking Oof. finger. He finds me, gets on his fucking knees, and he starts like, 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 like bowing. I sw- I cannot make this shit up. Starts bowing. He's like, I fucking found you. What? <laughs> it gets weirder. It gets I weirder. mean, take it there. I'm I fuck- I, I, like, I literally love these little rabbit holes that I'm just fasting <laughs> down. With, you know what I'm saying? Man, I, I rarely talk about this shit, if ever. So it's like fun for me to even think about this I shit. I love it. Yeah. One day I may make it into a movie because it was like, it would be fun, man. But the point is, is. He's like, I found you. Well, who are you? I told him my name was David. He's like, draw something. So I just start drawing. He's like, I have a meeting an hour from now on the whatever floor. I don't even remember. And I want you to come. I want you to come and we'll see. So he gave me Gabriel's number. Shout out to these moments, it's though. It, how how like, is this life? Like, how like, is this like, life? Like, let me just, like, we're going to... I'm yeah. just pausing the fuck out of yeah. this real quick, right. right? Because you got bumped by a delivery girl in LA Cafe. <laughs> like, you over here seeing your impending death on the freeway, telling your homegirl to move over. Shout out to her wherewithal to make that exit. exit yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. And then Gabriel coming out with the accent. And then homeboy. Fucking- All right, so listen, listen. I go to this fucking meeting. I never forget it. Rich Carlton. There was this room, long fucking boardroom room. All these like old fucking white guys, like real estate looking, like older, like you know what I mean? They're on the table and he's like in a fucking spun, like he's just yeah. radical, big cigar and shit. And he's like, Hey kid, I want you to come with me to Arizona. And I want he I don't even know if I 
long story short, he's he was building underground, self-sustaining, eco-friendly cities in like Mali in South Sudan. That's why he had Gabriel with him and like mm. fucking thirty other fucking Sudanese kids that he flew. It's crazy wow. shit. I want you to be the brains. I want you to think you have it. How much do I have to put in your account? This is on my life. On like my like. How much do you want for me to show you this is real? Because when he was downstairs, and I was thinking he was like at first kind of crazy. Because I'm like, <laughs> for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. SpongeBob. He was kind of fucked off. He was like wearing. He was wearing sandals, but his toes were out. But he had like gold nail polish on his nails. So I'm like, which I which I later which I later found out were real gold, 24 karat gold fucking tone, whatever. (laughs) So me being at that time, I didn't want to be like too crazy. I didn't want to be like a million dollars, right? I don't want to even say a hundred thousand. Said thirty thousand dollars. I don't even know why. I mean, I could have priced it a hundred thousand. Yeah, right. (laughs) now that we think about that yeah now that we think about that but i was just like just to show me thirty thousand dollars just put in my account okay i want you to give your number get all my information gabriel is kind of like the conduit to that i never forget next day i wake up i go take a shit i never forget it i was on my phone on my app and i like called you have Thirty-eight thousand, blah blah blah. Wow. I was like, "This motherfucker did it." Because it sounds almost like a scam, right? Right. It yeah, like, it really does. Like, I wouldn't have believed it if I didn't see the the the, yeah. the real estate looking the whole Illuminati motherfuckers yeah. in the room. Point is, is that night I was on a tr- flight to Arizona. What? I get picked up. I kid you not. It was it was actually scary. This is the only time it got scary. Okay. Because the people who came to pick me up. It's like three Benzes full of fucking Sudanese kids, right? Like like rough at like Sudanese mother because like he just if you guys ever if you guys are listening, like Google like the lost kid lost children of Sudan. Mm. But he flew a bunch of them from Sudan to Arizona to help with this mission. So they take me to this crib and this motherfucker brought like the whole cul-de-sac. Like it was like three houses, you know? And I was out there for about Four or five months. Wow. What the fuck was it? Like, okay. Hold the fuck up. But hold on. Let me. Okay. Well, keep, we, no, keep let, going. No, go ahead. So. I'm holding He on. knows that music was my heart. Because he asked me, what, do, what, do you, what is your passion? Music. At that point, I was making so much money that I like, lit, I'll never forget. I went to fucking. Because if anyone lived in Arizona, there's really not much to fucking do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I went to Guitar Center. Because it was always like one of my dreams to do. And I brought three Full drum kits and put them all the fucking together. <laughs> like that's was, the, the mega set. It was there the mega go. set, bro. Yeah, I, I love was, it. Like, I love it. It was. It was the. <laughs> <laughs> like who does that? The fucking opulence. Like, who fucking does that? <laughs> it was so much fun. Just three. Me thinking back at it, it was. Like, <laughs> Can you imagine just three kick drums alone? No, it was and full then, fucking and like full kits. Like what are you doing? Dude, I flew my best friend to fucking Arizona. <laughs> like he was like it was it was fucking crazy. Matter of fact, I got to talk about the weirdest part of the, that whole shit. So when I first get there, he takes There's me There's a weirder house. part. It gets weirder. He takes my phone, and he's like, before we can go on this path, he drove me to Sedona. And he's like, you have to climb this mountain. I guess there's fucking, like, not wormholes, but, like, spiritual vortexes in Sedona. If you guys ever hear about it, it's, like, a lot of concentrated energy. Really? In Sedona. You can Google it. And he took my phone 
and he said, get to the top of this. He gave me certain things that he wanted me to chant, recite, but it was all towards killing my ego. It was all towards kill, killing my ego. So at that point, I could have told him, you know, fuck off. I'm going back. Yeah. But obviously, I'm... Uh, I'm 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 like you know I'm what I mean? Explorer. It, it, I'm an explorer yeah, at this yeah, point. Sure, yeah. You know what I mean? If they, God, if this is where I'm at now in Arizona, I mean, bro, if this shit happened, right? And it did, like it, and it this gets shit here, happening yeah. is like enough to be like, like well, you would walk up that fucking it's, mountain, right? Bro, yeah, was, dude. Just like, for the experience, like, like you damn right. For even to be there, you you already checked off like the I'm all in. Like three <laughs> yeah. months ago, you're like I'm already in. So whatever this means, I'm I'm, I'm all. Fuck, I'm all in. Yeah, yes, yeah, so I was all in. So I end up doing that, and I came back, and I was in the mornings. He'd wake me up five thirty, and he brought calligraphy pens. And he would just have like literally. This has nothing with me designing no city. Literally wake me up and for. Hours, I would just with a calligraphy fin. Were you just like, I want to talk to you about your ego. Like, shout out to him making you like roll up the Sedona yeah. Mountains yeah. for the ego and the <laughs> right. ego uh, shedding. Right. But you had to have had zero damn ego to begin with to pursue this fucking <laughs> straight fear and loathing in, in Arizona fucking path of yours. Right. No, for sure. But he just told me that he felt like my ego would be my biggest, my, 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 my ultimate death. So what made you, what made, like, this is literally a fucking movie. And shout out to, like, the narrative of, of. Shout out to God for making For real. Shout out to everything in the universe literally coming together as it does. Right. Right. And, like, bro, like, let's just put it this way. Your average human being whose possibilities are within the constraints and the confines of what, uh, correctness is right. would not have taken this trip. I know. It's sad. They probably wouldn't even have been in the position to have had that premonition of impending death and gotten off on this said exit and had it to the point where this happened and then been able to like been in a position to even draw somebody and like all of this wouldn't happen. It's like on, on some like energy of the universe. Right. But you know what's so fucked up is I know that it can for every single person. For That's sure. Crazy, but, yeah. but like it, it, see th- th- this and this is why I say like you probably damn well didn't have an ego at this point. Right. And correct me if I'm wrong. I'm just saying from the standpoint of how free you were to let the flows and the throws of life dictate at this certain time, right? You weren't sitting there with two kids and a, and a chickie and yeah. 50 trillion thousand pounds of responsibility on your shoulders. Right. It was much more of like, where is my place? I know I'm going to get there, but what's it starting to look like? Right. Right. I mean, I still, I was still young, you know, and yeah. I, we just, we all naturally have an ego. And I, at that time, it was still about me, you mm. know, still about me. So, I was doing the calligraphy. I was doing like, what and, it's, that, cra- and what it's crazy because this motherfucker, this guys, like, what am I doing exactly? We can't, we can't talk about some of it, but I, the things that I can say is this: like, um, he was a multi, multi, multi millionaire. Mm, got it. He had reverse dementia, not reverse dementia, reverse. Uh, the word had come to me, but he was like literally insane. This motherfucker was like the craziest person I've ever met in my life. Really, yeah. this motherfucker would take a, take us to dinner, have plates, and just break them. If he like, he was like, he was like out there. Mm. 
He wanted, like, I've never seen anyone want what they want and just take it. Like, he would just walk through shit with no shoes on, go to, you know, like, just, he didn't give a fuck, man. So tight, you know? But we would wake up, and for three hours, like, he would just put, like, a, you know those uh, flip-over paper? like Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he would just say, draw. Just do whatever you want. I'd be designing candles and backpacks. He knew that that's what I just needed to get it out, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So eventually, and looking back, I could say this. So eventually, when you're a young black kid from the hood who never really touched that type of money, yeah, what do you do? You fuck it off. Yeah, you spend the fuck out of especially it. in Arizona. That's literally rags Those to riches. That's, that's rags to riches. That's, all caps, dude. I I literally brought a Hermes Birkin for my girl. I was buying. I was I was going to Best Buy and because like he gave me a cart where it had literally no limit. He wanted me to outfit his house, but I could do whatever the fuck I wanted to do. So I kind of did the wrong thing, but he was patient and he fucking loved me. The point is, is he was like, I don't want you to do music. You could do anything you want. You can. We can continue to go all around the world. We can, but you can't do music. Why? He felt like I don't. I don't. You know. I don't want. I don't even like talking about that because yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to create like a premonition. But he just felt like. I don't know. He just didn't want me to do it. Yeah. So I had. Away. Yeah. I. I had a. I had a. Um. A. A, a point where I had to make a decision. Mm. Either say fuck all this money, fuck all this shit. Fuck this freedom. I'm about to go do music. Now, this is a whole other step that I don't think a lot of people would say. And that's not certain because I don't have a music career at this point. Or I could stay in Arizona and continue to fucking travel the world, like PJs and all yeah. that shit. The Bohemian Rhapsody, like literally. So I call St. John and I'm like, yo, St. Remember I was talking about the music shit. Can if I come back to LA, will you just record like will you just record me? Just like give me some AR, just would it help me out? And then I told him the situation, and he drove from LA to Arizona, got a U-Haul truck, because I brought so much shit. I brought those three plasma. drum sets, bro. I, I couldn't even bring all the three drum sets. Like I had to bring I brought <laughs> one drum set. I couldn't bring the three drum sets. You had to let the other two. Still in my crib, I have MPC play. I have so much shit that I brought that I don't even know how to fucking use. <laughs> I love it. But you know the first thing I brought though, besides all this, were books, bro. Love. I probably spent like five racks on books. Mm. Louis Vuitton, all these books, you know, like, and, that, and I have all of those, and I'm so, like, thankful for those books. Yeah. But um, he drove to Arizona, packed all my shit, went back. The next day, we had a studio session, and I, I'll never forget this. I was with my mom in my in my uh, kitchen area. We had, like, a vinyl player, and I, and I was, like, so hyped. Like, I wanted to find a sample. Like, I wanted to find something, because Kanye was, like, my favorite. Pro- it's like, I want to find a sample. So I took the Brazilian girls... And I put the vinyl in, and it came off. Pussy, 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 marijuana. And my mom was like, that's a hit. I was like, my mom said that mm. shit. So I took the pussy marijuana sample. We made that song. He put it on Break the Crates. And you guys know what Break the Crates is? Break the Crates is like a, a website where a lot of, like millions of DJs download mm. their music. Mm. And they have like a whole system and whatever. It went number one on Break the Crates in a week. Over Bruno at that time. Over number one. Pussy Marijuana. 
forced us to shoot a video. Wow. Forced us to shoot a video. I shot the video at the standard. No money. Not $200 to make the whole video. End up going viral. Like three, four million views on world. Like all this shit. And that's when all the labels and all that fucking shit started happening. That's crazy. How long ago was that? Like six years ago. And it's crazy at that junction. It was like, David, I don't want you doing music. Right. Yeah. Live this life. What was it in you that was like, you know what? Like, I got to do music. Because you could have damn well been creating art. Right. And and kind of just like justify doing fashion. Yeah. Okay, cool. Like, no yeah. music. Like, I need some money to, to make a line. Yeah. And this, that, and the other. What was it about music? Man. Well, f- first off, before it was even about music, it was about music makes me music makes me feel fulfilled right mm. because like art is amazing i can paint and you can get what i'm saying yeah i can make some clothing and you could love it you could want to wear it but with rap i can i can tell you how i feel i can show you how i feel i can inspire you i can enlighten you i can do all these things and it's just in here and it's just here right so it had gotten to a point where when you buying louis vuitton bags and it's just whatever you know what i mean when okay i'm gonna go to guitar center and drop 20 something racks on dr- i mean it really is empty yeah. There's, money yeah, yeah, really yeah, gets yeah. empty at a point yeah. right yeah. for real like, it's good you got to kind of experience that on on that level so, so early on yeah. too, so early on because and that's why i look at it as a blessing because at first i was like usually the aspiration is for that right and when you reach that, you're just like, like wait, what? what? Like, yeah, like, where the homies at, though? Yeah, like, exactly. I woke where? up with 30 grand in my bank account, <laughs> and I literally have an unlimited credit card. I just brought three <laughs> full drum, drum sets just because I could. Oh, man. But man, it, he was playing at the Madison Square Garden like, <laughs> on his fucking damn own with three drum sets. Shut the fuck up. That would be so darling. <laughs> Because it's crazy because literally that's what people strive for. Like that fantasy of it, yeah. that f- freedom that comes with it. And, and since you got to experience that and coming out of it with that empty feeling and not being fulfilled by any of it, you know, even doing art full time, getting paid to like do something you love to do. Right. It was a very fun time. It was a fun time. I, I put all this. It's crazy we're even talking about this because I don't even speak about this shit. Like I mm. just kind of like. I put everything. I'm like so in like, what am I about to do tomorrow? Yeah. Okay, Art Basel's next week. I'm doing Art Basel. Now I'm supposed to be going to Milan. Okay, I'm going to Milan. Um, so I'm like on to the next. But yeah. that was but you know what's crazy is that all of this really formulated what all of this what what this what's moment about to and tomorrow is. You know what I'm right. saying? Like had you not gone through these experiences and rarely are they spoken. What I truly love, the sidebar, is that the environment allows it to be comfortable for it to be spoken about. Right, 100%. you feel me? Yeah, it's because great. it takes a level. Well, you of guys are the environment, love. Oh, thank for you, real. Man. And it's crazy because like we just like own that now, as opposed to know that now. You know what I'm saying? It's just been told, and it's like, look, like that is our ethos. You know what I'm saying? And like, it's necessary. There's so much going on. So many people are doing so much cool shit. But if we just focus on what's being done, we'll never be able to appreciate it for what it's worth. Right? You know what I'm saying? At that time, having those moments in your life already where it's like, holy shit, there's like a little bit of a firestorm over my creative, right? 
And having that moment where, you know, you were a part of a, you know, a group that, you know, coming from a dude that was like in the management capacity of just like wanted your style advice and just like your aesthetic advice and you always wanting to rap and then getting thrown into this fucking incredible Hunter S. Thompson-esque fucking scenario, right? And coming back for music. <laughs> and from that, was it damn near immediately? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so from that, damn near or fucking immediately, right, this explosion happens. Yeah. What did that whirlwind look and feel like? Because hmm. just... it was a want. Right. And now that want was becoming like actualized in a fucking infinite degree almost, right? It, I can tell you this. It didn't even feel like it. Mm. Like when you're in it, or at least that is for someone who continuously wants more. Mm-hmm. You know? Because like the first PJ ride was tight. Then the second one was cool. And then by the third one, I was like, this is all right. Mm-hmm. Man, what the fuck? <laughs> Bring that. There's. I actually have a video on an old ass laptop of me bumping Led Zeppelin. I I don't know how to drive. I took this motherfucker's car. I'm driving into the PJ into the PJ fucking the private airport and shit. Camera out recording this shit, bumping Led Zeppelin. I almost like not run into the wing, but like everyone's coming, like, yo, yo, come here. I'm like scared. I'm like having so much fun. And he's like shirt off, smoking cigar, like, yeah, David. Like it was like crazy. It was so much fun. <laughs> yeah. It's like finding the me who I was in like preschool or middle school, but like a bill, like a multi fucking millionaire. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it was so much fun. <laughs> Man. I mean, look, that experience that you had, though, with music never happens, right? It just that that story never pans out like that. Do you think it was like it happened because of, of the culmination of all these experience got you to that moment? Or did you feel because you had never even released anything is like with music or anything? It's no. like just a first shot. Yeah. And most people's like first whew, like is terrible, you know, but you can't go wrong. Pussy marijuana. <laughs> And then the, the the verses, like, I was just, like, rapping about just, like, wanting to fuck all of these, like, celebrity chicks. Like, it was just, like, witty, you know? Were you ready for what it was going to do for you in music at that point, just the way it took off? Were you kind of ready to, like, oh, shit? In reality, it it did nothing in the sense that it made me hot. It made me cool. It made my city, whatever. They played it on the radio. People in, you know, different places who didn't know about me. Like, North Carolina was the number one spent place it was at. You know, it had a bunch of fucking A&Rs and people who own labels tickle my nuts. But in reality, it's just one experience in a cataclysm of other experiences that got me to where I'm at right now. But in the in the really, it was just like, it just lit a fire. Mm-hmm. That's it. And I'm so glad and I'm so happy that I didn't really blow at that time. Like, like I'm glad it didn't cuz that was Why? like oh my god because the name of the record was pussy marijuana I wasn't um as poet I I'm I was nothing near to what I am right now mm. 
right? At, if it would have blew up back th- by then, it would have been too much of like a staple. I'd like, probably, yeah. probably what well, you would I would probably be like I'd probably be Trinidad James now. No shade of Trinidad James. Yeah, you get what no, I'm saying. I, I hear you. Like, like you, fresh you, you would have been too pops off. Like let's run this. And yeah. you would have been too defined by that. By that, which is not even actually who you are. It's just like yeah. one thing. One thing exactly. Yeah. That literally would have been as if that that freestyle that you wrote when you got roasted on was yeah. like cataclysmic. Cataclysmic and millions of people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Karuchi and them were like, oh, hey, David, what's good? Yeah, I get that. But at that time, I didn't think that. I was like, fuck, I'm like, but now looking back at it, so I put in my 10,000 hours with this rap shit. Like, since then to now, like, I've I've just really learned to master my language and my perspective. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm really happy. What was navigating your everyday life like along that creative growth? Just the urge to want to be better? How do I get better? I had, you know, I had a team. I had St. John. I had Kingpin. Kingpin uh, was kind of like the A&R in this situation. But more than an A&R, he, he more or less just told me when, it, when I sucked. He told me when I sucked. And at that point, my ego, whatever ego I had left, didn't want to listen. I was just like, but this is this. But then I, then I just realized, like, okay, I suck. Not saying I suck because I didn't suck, but. Yeah. You I'm not my. I'm not. I'm not been. my potentiality. Yes. And thank God, I've had people that want to push me to that level. So then I just really just dug in. I just started studying and really just making it. But all the while, I'm still doing fashion. I'm still doing art. But like music has just always been that. I haven't been able to put out a lot of music for reasons why I won't say. But I am at a point in my career now where I'm about to. I'm about to drop. So I'm about to drop too much shit. I'm talking about. I got like. 15 videos in a can, short films in the cans, maybe five, six EPs in a can. Like I have projects and I have ways to distribute it and I have like everything is just lining the fuck up. Mm. So now it's just really like it's game time for me. What was that journey like for you in terms of blossoming? I, and I love how it gets to these moments. Shout out to the sirens. <laughs> They come at these moments. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yes, they always do. They truly do. Do they really? Always. They, they really do. Like your sevens is our sirens. Always. <laughs> always. <laughs> that's, that's brilliant. I love that. No, but for real, like, because I feel like you're on a perpetual blossom, right? And, you know, once the music that you'd always wanted to kind of use as your vessel right, uh, became something that was actually tangible so quick. right? But naturally, you need to be able to put in the work. Can I live this at all? Why don't you Hell yeah, yeah, whatever you want to do. It's your world. Um, I feel like this moment is very pivotal from the standpoint of like there's a lot going on in just like the shaping. In your understanding and, and, and kind of your becoming of your... I guess complete embodiment of self here, right? Right. What what was that journey like within you're a completely gifted creator. You have you're dabbling in fashion, you're dabbling in art, you're dabbling also now in music. Like along this way, fashion and art have become kind of like you, you've been putting in your hours, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You may not have been at ten thousand yet, mm-hmm. right? Or you may have. Right, but music is starting to come into play. Mm-hmm. You have you're the type of being that just has so many avenues to fire off creatively, and I feel like 
for somebody like that and is fortunate enough to not just run with the steam, mm-hmm. if you will, right? The song popped off. You could have just like maximized every single like bit of exposure and figured out the deal and just did that. But it was more of a cultivating period. I feel like this whole time from that moment until now has been a cultivation of craft and being. Like, take us through just your growth in not only the realms of your being, but just in also the realms of how that being of yours looked upon your craft. Like, what is it? What what was it becoming for you? What do you mean? What was it becoming? Like. Was was the what was the re, what's the reason that you weren't pursuing the release? Let's just release all this music. Let's just do all these things. Like what what was what 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 was that approach for you? Well, see that that was one of the things I said I can't really talk because there was just certain things that were holding that back contractually. Just Got weird, you. weird, Got weird you. shit. But all I can say is that there are no mistakes. Yeah. Right, you're never late. Yeah, everything that doesn't happen happens for a reason. Right, all these things, these staple things that we say, because at that time, I was really mad about it. Mm. But like I said, I've reached an evolution where I'm so glad that didn't happen. Take us through that evolution, then, because well, I feel the, like the that's evolution is really the ultimate evolution is me realizing that it's not about me anymore. That music comes with more of a responsibility than breathing. For me, because you are literally influencing someone. Someone can hear something you say and for the rest of their life believe it. Absolutely. Was there a moment for you that that switched like that? Was there like any pivotal moment where you're like, wait a minute? It's just a multitude of just teachers, things happening, just mm. things happening, and me realizing that mm. I'm, I'm not, I'm just a part of this equation. Yeah. And I fight, and I fight with I fight with it every day because like talking about how I grew up, like it was always it used to always be about me because it was all I had. Yeah, I was the only person I had in my imagination. You know, when I didn't have friends, I had to have myself. So it was I, I built this 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 uh, this barrier, mm-hmm. this box, yeah. and I put myself in it, and I and I allowed that to be my fuel. Mm. Kanye mentioned it one time in a record. I, my arrogance was my my something. I don't know, but like I understood him in that sense of when the world doesn't hand you it on a silver plate and people shun you for whatever reason, you kind of have to develop this intuitive, instinctual bravado that allows you to to succeed. How would you push through the the the, the trying times? Because for a creator to like have situations in their lives where they can't fully express, right? It's a tug of war, mm, right? right? Um, what did that do to you mentally? And I'm talking about from the standpoint of like the angst and the anguish as well as the affirmation. Like, cause like you've reached a point now where it's like, I can't wait for a motherfucker to realize what's about to hit them. Right. 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 But in that process of, well, I'm going through this and I know I got to, what is that like for a creative mind like yours? And how did you overcome? Like, 
I don't know how to say stagnation. How did you overcome just being? I don't. I don't even. I don't. I don't look at it as like an overcoming thing, because I didn't even look at it as as a barrier in the first place. Mm. You know what I mean? Like absolutely. I never. I always looked at it as like this wasn't supposed to happen. Okay. Like I like I said to you earlier, but we weren't on camera. Like a certain blog shot down a premiere of something I was trying to push. Yeah. And I told my management like, yay. Yeah. Great. They're like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, yeah, this is fucking amazing. Yeah. Because they had to turn it down in order for them to pick it up. And if they don't pick it up, then they'll pick it. And if no one picks it up, then that means it was so great that it had to come out in some organic way that isn't even propelled by a fucking blog. Right. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like I'm you that that's really what it is. It's like as an artist, as a creator, as a human, as a as a um as a being, you have to realize that all of these things are just different pathways through the maze to your impending success. Mm-hmm. Because you, like you really aren't set up to fail. You aren't set up to like your movie was was intended for you to become the greatest you. I feel that. Right? Like, Absolutely. God God ain't he's not the universe is not fucked up. He didn't put you through this so you'd be like, damn, I didn't get the girl in the end. I didn't get the the only thing that can stop you from that is your own fear, you in your own way. Absolutely. Right? So I just looked at it as another door closed. Like I, I picture myself, I'm like in this maze. And the cheese is in the middle. And the cheese is everything that I want. And I know that since my cheese is so big and the effect that I'm going to have on this planet is so big, the door it's going to be a thousand times harder for me to get to where I need to be. And you accept that. And I accept it. Mm. Facts. Door closed. Okay, I'm crawling up the wall. <coughs> yeah. Ceiling closed. I'm smashing mm. the wall, going through the wind. Like, and that's just what life it's is. It's a constant, how the fuck am I going to get to you? How the fuck am I going to do it? And I'm happy. It makes life interesting. I fucking love that. <laughs> What are you most excited about right now in your being and your own actualization of self, right? And also your craft and your growth in your creation, right? Because, and I say this because you've come such a long way, but your being is very unique and special, right? But it's taken all of this time to actualize that, right. right, and also have the 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 the, the passion and the pursuit of its purpose, mm-hmm. if you will, right, and then also, and that's self speaking, but then also from the in the in the realms of craft and the expanse of it all, like I, I truly see you like bringing in your you know creative expression with your with your craft and also your love of the culture and what things could be and in terms of expression and pushing those boundaries like i truly look at your entity and your brand right now and it's it, it, it's fearless right thank you how did like how wh- what are you excited about in 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 getting to this point what does it look like for you like in in this moment Honest, and, on, honestly yeah i am so excited to wake up tomorrow mm. at this point facts i'm just happy to breathe yeah man, but that's a powerful thing though i'm yeah. happy to breathe man i'm happy to i'm so like i have no more expectations I have no more expectations. You know why? Because I know that what I want is maybe not what he wants. So I just open myself up to being a vessel 
right? For real. And just say, move me, man. Use use my voice to to inspire, to 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 spark that change. And since I've been doing that, shit has been lit. I love it. Miami next week. Mm. Uh, uh, Europe next after that. New York to come uh, back. L.A. sold out show. This that like nigga, uh, it's, it's it's moving, you know. And it's taken a long time. Yeah, but diamonds take a long time. <sighs> a coal doesn't know it's a diamond. No, You're damn right. You know, and 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 um, someone sent me a video of Jay Z talking. He was like in like some old ass Jay Z interview, and he was talking about how the label, how everyone passed on him. And he was like in the thick of it though. It wasn't like retrospective Jay Z. It was young Jay Z. He's like, yeah, man, like. They shut me down. They didn't want to fuck with me. Blah, blah, blah. So we had to build Rockefeller and we had to blah, blah, blah. And it's like, he was like 27, 20. I don't know how old he was, yeah. but it takes seasoning <coughs> to be great. I, I truly believe that. It takes true seasoning. Yeah. And, and. I mean, it's all reasonable doubt, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Literally. Yeah. And my brother, you're a diamond. <laughs> yeah, bro. Thank you, man. For real. Thank you. Hell yeah. And keep fucking Powerful, shining. Man. In the most humble, in the most humble way, I don't even I accept that. And I accept it in my yeah. spirit because I feel like I've worked hard for yeah. it. And I've been through a lot and yeah. I've struggled a lot. So like I, I t- received that. It's just like I'm so discontent with like I, I'm appreciative. Yeah. But I want I want it so bad and I'm so focused on it that it's all I do. Yeah. I, like I'm not sleeping. I'm like at nighttime. I'm working on music. In the daytime, I'm working on the art. M- midday fashion, music, fashion, art, mm-hmm. and I'm just trying to balance all of these worlds because they're kind of now they're growing. Like the art is taking its own world. The fashion is taking, and it's like all going on simultaneously. Yeah, and I'm only one nigga, but I want music is like every like it's everything to me. So I'm like trying to hold on to putting. A hundred thousand hours in the music while still maintaining my merch. This new line that I'm doing, the lines I'm designing for, the the the, you know what I mean, like all these visuals because like I'm shooting these visuals, so it's like it's like all this shit. Essentially, utilizing the same twenty four hours we all have every single fucking day. Kinda, yeah. (laughs) And, And and with all that, do you do you have a sense of fulfillment right now? Because you're no, on the cusp of putting no, that all out. No. So it's, it's not even there. Because if I was fulfilled, I would have a good night's sleep. Mm. And if I had a good night's sleep, that means I'd wake up late tomorrow. And if I woke up late, then I'd probably, you know what I mean? Like Off top. Slept at my studio last night. I'm still, don't get it twisted. Like we talked about the, hum, like I will, I, will sleep on a, I will sleep on a couch. Mm. I don't give a fuck. Off top. If it if it mean I I'll tell you something fun funny that I used to do like a little secret when I was younger. I don't even remember the age, but that's the least important part of it. I used to put books underneath my sheets and I would sleep on books because I knew it would make me uncomfortable. Mm. And I knew that I would wake up every hour or two due to the uncomfort and I would want to get back to working. Like, I would play a little mind wow. games on myself. I'd purposefully make me uncomfortable. You know what I mean? That's Absolutely. probably why my back is all fucked up right now. I feel you. You get that twerked up <laughs> one time. Just, just just remove the books. I, I, lo- <laughs> I, I love that, though. <laughs> it's constant yeah. pursuit. Yeah, man. 
if there was if there was if you could define what you're pursuing, what would that be? Um like we said, I feel the world is in a very pivotal place. Mm-hmm. And I just want to be the biggest conduit to positive change. And what I'm really trying to say is, is I want to be able to express myself, my art, my music on the highest level globally. I want to build those schools we talked about. Yeah. I want to take the clothing that I am making and find a way to manufacture that the pennies on the dollar and give that shit away. I want to, you know, I want to, I eventually want to end homelessness or be the conduit to that. Mm. My best friends are homeless to this day. (sighs) To this day, I became friends with the dudes sleeping under underneath the fucking freeways and they were my best friends. They used to cheer me on in the morning. They'd see me hopping on that bus to go to Hollywood. Wow. My friend Vernon. All you know, my friend Ralph. Fuck like these like these just sound like names, but these motherfuckers, man. Yeah. Man, you know, it I'll never forget I found a, a vacant apartment in my apartment complex. And I snuck Ralph in that motherfucker. He was sleeping there for like a couple months, actually. Wow. And me and my girlfriend would bring him dinner at night and shit. And he was like, but like, people shouldn't have to live like that. Yeah. yeah. Not when you got tech CEOs making $50 billion and shit. For sure. So I want to do that. Like I have, you know what I mean? There's, there's different levels to shit. So I just want to get to a position where I could do that. For sure. So. And I can't wait for the trees and the seeds in which you planted yeah. to give the world shade, my brother. It's, I want to ask. Hopefully, I'm here to sit under it. <laughs> for real. Ooh. But if I'm not, then I'll probably be a poster in somebody's house <laughs> <laughs> looking at the next kid talking this shit. You know what I mean? Sparking that next mind. What are the conversations like now with your, with your mom the, from the woman who was in the principal's office? And being that kid getting kicked out of school to the visions and and the things you've accomplished and the the road that you've been on and all everything that you're pursuing now, what are those conversations like with her? She's just worried she's just worried where are you at? What are you doing? Have you got your sleep? Did you eat? you haven't ate yet you sound mom. tired yeah she's a mom get some sleep. Yeah. Don't fuck with none of these fast ass girls out here. They just want your money, just like little <laughs> stupid shit, you know. But I love her, and she hits me all the time, and you know she'll probably hit me after this. And I try my best to. I'm not always good with it, but I try my best to cater to her to that, you know, because yeah. at the end of the day, I'm all she has. And I would, you know, and the first thing I'm gonna do is, you know, and I'm working towards it. But I definitely want to get her that dream crib, you know yeah. what I mean? Definitely want to fly her to Rome, yeah, and, and give and and and. and Give her the opportunity to see all the things that she sacrificed. You know what I mean? That's just the first thing. And to be honest with you, once I do that, then I feel like that would be my first moment of contentment. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm stopping. But yeah. it would be like, <sighs> yeah. first breath. you know? So, and, and honestly, I'm getting there. Like, it's looking like the top of the year. Like, 
Like maybe by next summer, like I, I'm gonna put her in something stupid, you know, very nice, incredible, you know. So and I can't wait to the moment that you do, <laughs> and keep touching picture, the world, man. my You'll brother, come for over. real, for real, yeah, man. Off top, dinner with mama is a, necess- <laughs> is a necessity in her new crib, <laughs> absolutely. And the way to materialize that, and manifest that, right, is um, for me to go find the place, right? Yeah, where is this place at? I gotta go meet with the people, the real estate motherfuckers. I gotta feel that key. I gotta see it. Yeah. And then the rest is gonna happen. It's hers. You set that intention, it's done. Mm-hmm. Right? For real. We're all bringing steaks over and cooking them. Off top. See, and this is just materializing it even fucking. You better believe it, that. Right? Yeah. She, I'm on beast chef. Heat, mode. She needs heated marble floors. Yeah. I'm done. You know. You may you may see me sleeping on a marble floor like damn. Hundred like, percent. The door needs to be imported Italian marble. Love. Yeah. You had to fly that motherfucker in. Love. Yeah. And it's all for mama. And it's it's all for mama. But I also told my mom this: when I get her a crib, like if it's gonna be like really big, yeah, I want to move in. Like you know, like, <laughs> damn right. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. And she'd probably want you to move in. Oh no, no, not I want to move in. I want to move in people who need people like i want like my first goal is like i want to get a crib big enough mm. so i can move like like 20 people in love create an ecosystem like yeah. that mm. and then just keep buying houses and then before you know <clears throat> it get with some developers and like i had this like pod idea like this portable pod idea where like you essentially have a home and like uh like a egg like it's i don't know it's it's but i just have ideas man i love it i love it and those ideas are just moments away from fruition in the scheme of things. Yeah, because what is time? Yeah. This is in the blink of an eye in, in the real spectrum of time. We've yeah. already done this a million times. This has <laughs> been fucking incredible. Do you guys enjoy it? it was a good- I love this. <laughs> Did you enjoy fire, it? Man. Of course, man. It was it's therapy. Yeah. I haven't thought about some of these it's a beautiful man. situations in a long time. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope y'all enjoyed it too. Episode 57. David. The Tale of the Sevens. Sebastian. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> David Sebastian and we out. Anti.